Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following program, Flame On, is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Flame On, it's Brian. I almost had a little senior moment there and said weekly media mess. I don't know why. Oh, that's such horseshit. You You're do so many podcasts. You're going to the show now. No, I'm not. We're going on. So, uh, I don't know if you know this, but we've been drinking. Uh, several of us had a Flame On brunch. One so of us, many. One, one of us, us went to the wrong one. Yeah, that happened. That's your fault. And you were late to begin with. I this was, but... When you say it's on a road, you need to take in consideration that another restaurant of the exact same name might be on the exact same road at a different point. It, they, in fairness, the waitress said this happens a lot. I bet. However. However, nothing. I don't know. So uh, we are a gay and geeky podcast. If you've never heard us before, you're in, you're in for a treat. This is a very alcohol and laden, except uh, Jeff, you haven't been drinking, right? I swear my coffee tastes like Guinness, but that just could be because it's black. Taste Guinness. This is closer. Uh, so yeah, this can be fun. We are doing a uh, pop culture roundup of various and sundry pop culture things that we have all enjoyed recently and want to talk about. And there is a spoiler warning. We're going to try not to spoiler anything for each other. If we can help it, that might happen. Meh. Um, specifically within humans and maybe Rick and Morty. We'll see. But uh, we typically do put the spoiler warning out so you guys don't bitch later. That we did not tell you we would be spoiling things. So let's start out with a little personal note, even though we've already been talking about how, dr- how drunk we are. Uh, we're down in Orlando, Florida. We had a little hurricane called Irma, and she fucked our shit up. She came through here, what, about a week ago? No, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Two, two weeks. weeks. Oh, my God, it's been two weeks. And if you are a long-time listener to the show, of course, you realize that we may have had a disruption in our service because we were not on our normal schedule of every two weeks. So we apologize, but we are back. All of us fared okay. I don't think anybody blew away. Well, Jared isn't here. 
And BJ isn't here, but we know where they are, so they're okay. So they blew away. They're being blown is what I think yeah, is happening. Or BJ's blowing. Blowing. Let's BJ's blowing. BJ's blowing. Let's, okay. Let's, yeah, let's be honest. Uh, actually, BJ, who's a normal cast member, he's at Folsom this weekend. So he's getting blown he's, or blowing. No, no, he's blowing. He's, let's be honest. In the midst of blow. In the midst of blow. Yeah. Uh, and Jared, I think, is in Seattle for something. I don't know what. So they're all doing, having fun things. Oh, and Pat, uh, our producer and extraordinarily uh, talented uh, audio mixologist, he is actually working. So he is uh, unfortunately not going to be here unless he shows up at the very end, which might happen. We'll see. So who's with you? Because I don't, I don't think you introduced any of us. Nope. I'm getting to that. Thank <laughs> Alcohol. You for reminding me. Alcohol is making them all <laughs> verbose and shit. <laughs> and, and you should talk closer. No one hears you. Uh, over here, the ghost that you just barely heard is Oral. Hello, everyone. Still. And then there's Jeff. Hi. And then there's guest Eric. I'm the guest. Although guest. he's You're been on the <laughs> show. Your cousin Arnie. I think he's been on the show now more than Eric Punzone. Wow. You're officially guest Eric. Hooray. Oh, remember, you used to just be Eric? Oh. Yeah. No, you really, I mean, you are Eric because the other one never shows up except for once in a blue moon we do a Wonder Woman I, show. I mean, we are different, though. I you mean, are? He spells are his name incorrectly and I spell oh. it right. That's so. true. That's so very that's true. that's us. Flame on. And we're going to talk about uh, some movies first uh, because as we like to start. Um, there have been a lot of movies that have been coming out and we have not seen any of them. Nope. Uh, Kingsman being on top of our list that we have not seen. That we want to see. Uh, we want to see. Yes. Absolutely want to see. There's but, another movie that came out recently that we will not speak of because that'll be coming later. Dark Tower? No. Which one? It. That'll oh, be yeah. a future it, show. It, we'll it, it was good. And that's yes, all thank we're going to say. Thank you, Eric, for your cryptic <laughs> Facebook post. It wasn't cryptic. I specifically told you the name of the movie you that did. I was reviewing. You did. It's true. <laughs> so we will be actually doing a deeper dive on It coming up. And uh, that's specifically for BJ, who we know is a big It fan and really likes to think about dark and weird clowns as a sexual fetish so we'll save that for later but uh one thing that is sort of movie related but is also tv related is what eric and i saw in the theater i don't think jeff you saw or i know oral did you the Inhumans. and 18 other people saw it that's right seriously not... there was how many people in that theater probably like two others yeah it was no, nobody nobody and I uh, understand why, because it was really not great. I mean, they didn't really advertise it as much as whatever, but... So what no, we're speaking of they, is... I feel like they did, but that just might be the circles that I I live in. Right. Mm-hmm. I just think that Marvel overestimated the the response for this, because they, they already screwed up their you know comic book reintroduction to the Inhumans with Inhumanity... Um, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. And then you have all these characters that nobody really knows and nobody really cares about. Like, I care about them, but I like the really weird, nichier aspects of Cosmic Marvel. Because, I mean, it's it's so different because I get that these are the Inhumans that have always been in the comics. And yes. so this the is... royal family. The, the, I mean, yeah, it's the royal family of the Inhumans. But as far as anyone who's just like seen Marvel properties, casual Marvel cinematic fans have, no or idea what just the hell somebody is. who's just watched Agents of Shield for yeah. forever. Well, this is not those Inhumans. Right. I, I have a theory. Yes. So a long time ago, back when Marvel first started doing their crazy movie plan slates for years to come, there was that crazy idea back when Marvel TV and Marvel movies were in unison and everybody Before the great split. Yeah, when everybody loved each other. And there was that whole thought about like, all right, we're going to introduce the idea of Inhumans in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 
and that'll plant the seeds. And then we're going to have in the year 2020 or something crazy was far out there where they were going to do a full Inhumans movie. And everything was going to build to that, at least, I mean, not everything, but you know, that was going to build to that. And then from then on, they would just see how that went. Then the split happened. And and it was always... Kevin Feige. Fe- 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 he, he has a yogurt company. Yeah. Feige? Feige? No! John Samos is always talking. Yes. Because Kevin Feige used to say, like, Inhumans was one of his favorite properties, so he was really gung-ho about getting the movie made. And then the split, I I have this this thought about like if the the worst part of humanity like Jeff Loeb and what's the other the other guy who's like the the pretty much the head of Marvel that is the Ike yes Perlmutter Perlmutter Trump's little buddy. I almost wonder if because after the split, Fahey started to say, yeah, maybe that movie's not going to happen. You know, we're just going to go ahead and take it off the rotation. What if Marvel TV took it upon themselves to basically say, no, it's cool. We'll run with it and just bomb the fuck out of it. That's exactly what they did. They basically By even putting it in the theater. I feel like that was a attempted fuck you to fake. Right. So they took this property that he liked and just drove it into the ground. Oh, you think they intentionally made a shitty it. pilot see, that would I'm be dead on money, arrival. I don't see that as a good money making goal. Well, that's what I'm saying. This would be like the most petty version of this just to stick it to Fahey and just say like, ah, that great thing you liked. Well, now here it is, and it's terrible. Because I think they could have made a good movie or two, mo- or split it and done two movies, yeah. and then that could have kicked off a whole cosmic side of things, right? For but like that would have been. Four but and- cosmic can't get you Hawaii, and somebody wanted to film it in Hawaii, right? And that was that would have been on the Marvel Studios movie side that yeah. they would have done that because I mean that was the original thing, like with uh, Vin Diesel. When he went in for Groot, and it was implied that he might be the physical representation oh, of Black Bolt when they did the movie. If he had been Black Bolt. Oh. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh God, so that's so beautiful. In in my my deepest darkest recesses of my heart, I think this was all intentional by Marvel TV to just say "fuck you" to Fahey. Well, the only proof of that is Medusa, because I really do enjoy Medusa after something happens to her. Spoiler: She gets her head shaved. Yes, and I. I, it's amazing how once they get rid of the hair problem, she's actually a really great actress. Badass. Yeah, actually, lots of lots of fun. And Black Bolt, the guy who plays Black Bolt, who I don't know what else he's done. He did. Uh, there was an AMC Western show that he was a hell, hell on Wheels. All right, great. He, he was the lead guy on that show. He was actually really interesting as Black Bolt. Yeah, I think he did well. And then Ken Ken Ken, what's his Ken? Oh, I know you're talking about. Yeah, uh, the one who played uh, Karnak. Yeah, as Karnak. At first, I didn't love the casting because I recognized him and I was like, eh. But no, he was pretty good Karnak. And the way they visualized Karnak's power was pretty good. So like individually, all the different Inhumans, eh, maybe not Crystal as much. But certainly Lockheed. Uh, Lockjaw. Lockjaw. Lock Lock wow. <laughs> different Marvel pet. Sorry, Pat. Lockjaw. He's on the table here. Somewhere. No, he's over there. Yeah, so Lockjaw um, was really cute and fun, and they they actually they rendered him in such a bulldoggy way that his tail, his little nubbin of a tail, was wagging, and it was fucking adorable. Like seriously, did a great job with Lockjaw. You haven't talked about uh, Ramsey Bolton yet. Well, we were talking about him in the car on the way back from brunch, where we drank. 
he hasn't even gotten to the point in Game of Thrones that he knows who Ramsay. No, Bolton no, I is. but he can. Yeah. He he knows the reference at I least. I know who he is from the Red Wedding. I've seen that. He is not in the Red Wedding. He, he's not. Father he's not. Oh, oh, shit, never mind. There you so go. anyway, yeah. so I haven't gotten to him. He's. They make Maximoff. <coughs> so, Maximoff. Max- Maximus. Maximus. God damn it. Drop, bitch. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm just like, oh, This is the sloppiest. So they've made him actually vaguely sympathetic because he sort of represents the, the, the more human class or the less useful inhuman class of Atlant. I don't, I don't know. I, if, I, don't, I don't think he himself is. I understand his motivation. I still don't think of him as sympathetic. Well, no. Because he's still he comes in on it just to, for himself. He comes on to Medusa pretty hard and is like, I guess they were BFFs back in the day. And then she married, you know, Black Bolt. Wasn't then, Maximus's whole deal is his insanity was his inhuman trait? Well, but like, see, it was this, inhuman it's his genius and genius intellect. Right. But in this, he doesn't have anything, at least according to what they're showing. Right. In fact, he represents those who don't get changed. That was always the best part about when they did that with the. Uh, when they first had the uh, Guardians introduced with Groot and everything, and they paired him up with the Inhumans for, I think, Reign of Kings. And mm-hmm. you had Groot and Maximus in the same time. And everything every time he'd say, I am Groot, Maximus knew exactly what he was saying and all of the intricacies of the language. Yeah. And he'd be like, oh, that's a really great point. And it turns out they're both really high intellect people, and they were like planning all these things. And it's because he has the super high intellect. He could understand Groot every time. Yeah. Interesting. I always love that. Well, they don't do any of that here. Of course not. Now, Adelan does look like it was filmed in a mall. A little bit. Uh, stonework. I don't know. Maybe community college. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but with the Black Bolt regalia everywhere. Of course. Because you um, can't put the headdress on them for whatever oh, reason. we were leaving out Gorgon and Tri- Triton. Both yeah. were actually pretty good, although Triton's there for like a hot second. Gorgon's there for more. The thing about Gorgon that made me really just surprised, because basically the show, you start in Adelan, Maximus pulls a, uh, a, 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 a coup. A coup. Mm-hmm. And then everybody starts to go down to Earth, and they all end up going to Hawaii, which is where Triton had been trying to look for new Inhumans. And because ABC had that deal with the land for law, so you know they had to use it Basically. for something. Oh my god, totally! So it's 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 interesting seeing uh, their different arcs because they all get separated, of course. Of course, because Lockjaw can't put them in the same place. No, Lockjaw's nope. abilities are like the TARDIS; it kind of ends up wherever. It's it's called plot convenience. Yes, yeah, but. Of all their stories, Triton's or um, uh, Gar- Gorgon. Gorgon's is the most weird because he ends up with he ends up hanging up like on the North Shore with uh, Hawaiian surfers, and like the whole time is just hanging out with these Hawaiian surfers. <laughs> Almost See, like they had nothing for him to do. See, the, this was the whole bad thing. They're all teleported down with their communicators that they can communicate with each other. It's with. the Samsung Nine, I think, Galaxy Nine, and then. They don't communicate with each other. I understand that they don't know the geography of Hawaii, but still, just keep talking to each other and say, this is um, what I see. This is Black Bolt talks to uh, Medusa through his heartbeat and holding it up to hear all the sounds of the city. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. It is interesting how the how Black Bolt communicates via sort of a sign language thing. Sure. Yeah. So Medusa is interpreting it. Yeah. And when they get separated, all he can do is sort of make faces and then for the communicator just, you know. Hold it up. Yeah. So if they had invented fucking texting, they would have been light years behind. Man, limitations of inhuman technology, huh? Seriously. Unless they just went over and maybe did a trade-in plan with Verizon and got the latest Samsung Galaxy 8 or whatever. And, you know, then you can text. 
I mean, I know, right? Like it should. Anyway, so like in humans, just I heard another one of the flaws was because part of it was filmed in IMAX, and then the parts weren't. You could really see when things were in IMAX versus when things weren't. It all comes down to this is a TV show with a TV show budget, filmed in IMAX in parts, but also in a very TV show way that felt like a TV show. And why are you showing this in the theaters? Exactly. Yeah. It wasn't a filmic experience. <laughs> Excuse me. Even in IMAX, it just didn't feel like a film. Hmm. And so the, the choice to show it in a movie theater... Even, didn't, it didn't even, help even, it. Even though you understand, okay, I'm going in with the expectation this is going to be the pilot of a TV show. Still, you're watching in the theater and you're like, yeah, but this is... Eh. Well, okay. Has has the episode aired on TV yet? Not yet. Because, I mean, has anybody seen this past couple of days? They've yes. already said this will be the... Complete. The complete series. Yep. Yeah, instead of the first season. So the, or... the, the, the rumor is, and it's a rumor, no one's confirmed this, that the... Uh, the show will last exactly one season. So they've canceled it before it ever airs, even though it will air. Right. Yeah. So you know what this means? Everyone's just going to ham it up, come in for that paycheck, leave. Like, I mean, I would think most of it's already been filmed, though. I don't oh, know. It's all been filmed. No, that, that, it's, a, it's only a nine or eight or, eight or nine ish, or episode series. It's, it's a limited run. So that's why I'm saying, like, if they had done well, of course, they probably would have tried to bring it back. But I don't think I think from the beginning they realized this could just be a one-off thing. This could be horrible, so let's not make a big well, deal out of this. Well, you bring the guy in who did Iron Fist, Iron Fist. and yeah, yeah, but why are you I mean, shocked? I mean, I mean, the only thing I'll say is that they probably signed him on before Iron Fist came out. Of course, they could watch and, Iron Fist and 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 uh, test it. And and yet, Defenders has a lower watch rate than Iron Fist. I still haven't watched that Defenders is yet. Weird. I don't understand what happened with yeah, that. Yeah, it's that was one of the big statistics they just released. Yeah, now, like that's that. the lowest rated Marvel release Netflix show for watch rate. It's it's really kind of bizarre. So anyway, long story short, when Inhumans comes out on ABC, if you're mildly interested, and Maddie is not, if you're mildly interested, you should check it out. But if you are hearing what we're saying and you're like, yeah, you know, I'm good, just go ahead and skip good. it. You're probably good. But if you like seeing CG bulldog ass, there's a really cute little nubbin. That doesn't sound right. That doesn't. I'm just all. saying, as a bulldog and, and, owner, and I'm sure there's a niche capacity, market for that. Like there's, there's a niche. Sure. There and there's also a lot of restrictions <laughs> called laws. So since we're talking about television and not movies, because again, no one's seen movies lately. Uh, well, we movies did, we can talk about. Well, we did. I know. What did we find out? We found out. Well, I'm very excited about Blade Runner. As you can see, I'm wearing my Blade Runner shirt. It's very exciting. I'm, I, I would talk more about Blade Runner, but we're going to save that for the when the movie comes out. Because, of course, yeah. Is oh. Harrison Ford in this one? Yes. 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 Old grizzly Harrison oh, Ford. He never, you know, I mean, saw. He, he wasn't in the original. So. <laughs> I have the uh, 4K version if you want to try to pass the 4K Blade Runner test. Uh, anyway, so um, I feel like I missed something. I don't get it. He, he's tried to make me watch Blade Runner a couple times, and I've fallen asleep so quickly that I don't oh believe God. Harrison Ford is actually in. Blade oh, you Runner. don't even make it to when nope, he shows no, up. Nope, <laughs> it's, he's not that far into it. Nope, Man. that's the thing. You, if you pass the Blade Runner test, you actually get to see Harrison Ford. So, Eric, back in the day, we used to refer to uh, my friend Bill also suffered from it called narco sleepy. Yes, it's it's a combination of narco narcolepsy and then just. Falling asleep because you're tired. Mm-hmm. It happens. It's okay. So um, DC on CW 
they have announced their series-wide crossover. Mm-hmm. And what confuses me about this... In the Arrowverse? It's, it's affectionately... Because that's what started, started it. it right? yeah. So Crisis on Earth X? Okay. that sounds like a Marvel DC crossover. Sounds like a bad sci-fi film. Well, that too. So they're doing a Crisis, which just means it's some kind of a multi multiversal crossover. Which... But usually it also signified that the Anti-Monitor would show up, because I think he always shows up for a Crisis. I mean, that could happen. That'd be I'd, nice. That'd be fun. Be uh, weird we'll, looking. When we get to comics, we got to talk about metal because mm-hmm. that, there's some stuff there. But anyway, um, I'm very excited about Flash and uh, Legends coming back. Mm-hmm. I've still not gotten into Supergirl, and I definitely have not gotten into Arrow, and those are still, I'm sure, pretty good. But I just, for whatever reason, you know. Pretty much in the exact same position. Like, Arrow, I gave up on... Not this past season, but the season before. Like, I didn't make it to the end of that season because it was just not good. And this season, I had heard better things about it than the previous season. I just didn't have it in me to go through and watch it. Flash, I kept up on every week. Legends, I kept up on every week because they were fun shows. Supergirl. I I mean, I know this makes for great radio, but I'm going to pass around the poster that they put out for the event. Well, we will post that up on Flame On. And on not only on Flame on uh, Facebook, but we are actually doing more with our Tumblr now. So if you are a Tumblrista, Tumblrati, Tumblr something something, if you go to Flame on Show on Tumblr, you will actually get to see all our cool posts. Okay, they are almost always safe for work, except when they're not. I I need to point this out real quick because again, it makes for great radio. On this poster, I need to know who did the artwork for it because whoever drew Heat Wave, which was uh. The guy from Prison Break? Yeah. He looks Nick. like, what's his name from Goonies? Uh, oh, God. Let me see. Sloth? Hey, you so guys. They're also introducing <gasps> the Ray into the live action, oh. which will also be played by Russell Tovey. Russell Tovey. Who serves as the voice in the animated. Okay. And he was from uh, Torchwood, right? I yes. think of a different. Yeah, that's Russell Tovey. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Was he? No. no. Who am I thinking of? No. He wasn't being human. Being human. Yeah. Being, being human. human. Okay. I like that that art though. That's really a very classic yeah. DC. It's just it's just mixed faces. No, it, unfortunately, it's not. shaped. And he's an, he's not an unattractive man in the right light. Sure. He's a little meaty. The guy who plays Heatwave. Oh, Mick Rory. Yeah. Now I, I'm not he, watching. Legend he's no Rory. Wentworth Miller. Where no. talks <laughs> like this? Only With way a lower register. In his hand, he sounds like Lindsey Graham talking about healthcare. No, sorry, different show. Does he have the really heavy southern accent when he's talking normally? <laughs> Wentworth Miller doesn't sound like that at all. I was going to say, that doesn't... That's, what? No. It's just always one of those things that you start to think of because it's so... He, he sounds like, like such an over-the-top like dandy. Mm. Um, like where everything's a double entendre. Barry Allen. You hey. know what? Oh, well, yeah. On, on the show, he's definitely hamming it up. You know, remember the episode of King of the Hill where they're going to the Super Bowl. So Hank could throw the like um, the ball into like the Alamo beer can, but they stop in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. OK, it's he's Jill Bear. Like he whenever he talks, he reminds me of Jill Bear. Jill Bear, how long have you been sitting there? Thirty-five years. Like it's, <laughs> it's uh, he's good. So yeah. another show that is uh, very important now to me, and even though like I think even last recording I didn't even watch it, 
Uh, Rick and Morty. You watched oh, in the last set, because that was the... Is that when I started talking about it? Or, and it was at least Pat had brought up how he just didn't get it. He does not get yeah. it. I like, love it. He wants to. He, I think he really like sees it and thinks, the, it's something interesting. And there's some funny things to hook on, but it's just not his humor. It's so... It's it so dark. Dark. It's I mean so it. dark. I watched just, the first two seasons. I have not seen any of it. Season three season. is fantastic. There hasn't been a single episode that I would think... It was okay. They're all good. Even ones that start out, and I don't entirely understand the premise of what they're doing. And you're like, then it, then the seed, the show gets going. So like Rick Lannis mix up. Oh my god. Oh, so oh my god. This season, this season, I like that there are consequences, and that's when when people tell me they don't like this season, I'm like, because you're forced to deal with consequences. Here's this family that's so like fucked up, just under normal circumstances, and you throw all of this like interdimensional sci-fi drama into it there's no reason why any of them should be resilient they're right. not they should be falling to pieces on a given week and they are and that's what's so great is that you see the wear on the family so like the jokes are still there um but it's forcing you to follow like an arc and that's what people don't like you know people bitch about south park when they did it right but south park became stronger in those seasons because they, you know, they took all of these disparate pieces and said, hey, we can do something more. We can push ourselves to develop something better that we can be proud of and that will progress these characters. So while the characters themselves usually don't change, mm-hmm. like from, from, you know, episode to episode, you're seeing that toll. Yes. Like there's a price to doing all this stuff. And the, I absolutely love it. The episode where... Rick steals Morty out of high school. They go through some quick adventure, which they barely show. And at the oh, end and they that, just start crying and they in just the start ship. Crying <laughs> because they have just been like through this most terrible, terrible ringer. And then they go off and de- detox that whole thing. Yeah. yeah, which is the point of the episode is the whole detox thing. Uh, but like just that like quick. <laughs> early thing and they're just devastated by the stress of it well you remember because season three season two the gap between the two and three took a long time and justin roiland and uh, dan Harmon fully admitted like the reason why this is taking so long is because we're just really trying to get these scripts to work a lot better and like we're trying to make these as good as possible yeah and they were like one of them was going through a divorce oh who got divorced was that roiland or Harmon? I think it's Harmon. Don't okay. Me Which, that. by the way, somebody the other day said I look like Dan Harmon. Eh, no. I don't see, I don't see it either. You're lankier I mean, than Harmon. Harmon's really short. Oh, he's a hobbit. I When we were up in New York Comic Con the first year, we saw Ask Me Another. Uh-huh. Harmon had, like, whatever his Harmon fest or whatever his thing yeah. is. Yeah, Harmon Palooza. Harmon Palooza right, right afterwards in the same space. And, yeah, he walked right by us, and I was like, oh, okay, that's what... And the guy who made community at the time. That's all I knew. It's because you're you're brunette, gray haired, and with a beard. Yeah, no, exactly. It's those people like oh, you like George Lucas or whatever. So, but anyway, I thought it was funny. I was like, but then they were like, oh, that's a compliment. I'm like, eh? uh, I guess okay. Um, but no. So uh, I also during all this time watched the Adventures of uh, Rick and Marty. Oh, you mean the what? You the, mean Doc and Marty? Doc and Marty. Yeah, sorry, sorry. The yeah, one this was based right, on. The one it's based on. And if you've never seen uh, Justin Roiland's first prototype of this idea of Rick and Morty, you got to watch it. It's on Vimeo. It's only like 10, 15 minutes. I, you see the underpinnings. You see where it's going to happen, like what's, what it's going to turn into. Right. But you definitely appreciate how much I think Harmon and the writer's room that they brought in, which third season they brought in a lot more women writers. Okay. Which 
because they had a sausage fest prior to that and people were like, eh, maybe we should be more diverse. Which then leads to this whole controversy recently where Dan Harmon came out and said, like, these uh, Rick and Morty fans are like, oh, the, the women writers have ruined it. And they're, like, harassing these writers online and all this bullshit. And he's like, Look, I don't even want you fuckers to watch my show. Yeah. Because you're trash. You're absolute fucking trash that you wouldn't accept uh, a writer because they happen to have a different gender or different uh, sex. Like Doctor Who what now? Huh? Doctor Who what now? Wait. Are we going there? I'm just saying it's kind of the same tinge of anybody that criticized the change in the oh, Doctor Who gender. Yes, absolutely. It's like, okay, you don't I don't need to consider myself we're not in the same group. No, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, similar to that whole issue, but like just like uh so I was so happy Dan had come out of that though. So I was when the divorce thing came up, I was it reminded me of all of that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, this season's been great. Pickle Rick, of course, yay, Pickle Rick's great. Um, some of the best cosplay I saw at Dragon Con, not that I was there, but watching all the blogs. Was Pickle Rick cosplay, which is pretty great. I mean, like you even said, too, like, the fact that they had an entire episode based on a society that has built itself up around the Citadel of Ricks, which is just a notion of, like, you have a multiverse, you have infinite number of Ricks and Mortys, and to the nth degree, they have an entire civilization built up of only Ricks and only Mortys, and just running with that to, like, the furthest idea you could possibly have, where the evil Rick or the evil Morty has come up and overthrown the government and... Well, but I mean, the whole point, a lot of that episode is training day. Sure, yeah. Which was, like, you know, very timely and very, like, I say real, but I mean. It also shows you, like, this bleak, nihilistic version of, like, philosophy where you can be the smartest person in the room. And your life still may be shit. Yeah. Like, like, you can't bank on that. The fact that they have varying degrees of ricks. Like, you have whole sets of ricks that are just working in a factory making a food based on oh the secretions God. of stupid of, – of Simple Rick. Simple Rick. And his, his emotions about being happy. Like, that's what they need to feel happy is they need to eat this candy that's got some of Simple Rick's brain juice in it's it. It's so fucked yeah, up. It's, it's – That arc know, is fucked up. It's brand new world. It's It's, you know – this bourgeoisie versus the proletariat uprising. It's just this fatalistic view, but it's wrong. And you see it's wrong because, you know, this, this quote unquote evil Morty comes in and upsets the balance, but he does it because no one's happy. Right. You can do it when there's unrest and, you know, you, he's, he's evil. Yes. But he has a point. Have you heard all the crazy theories about about how Evil Morty is, is the, the original is is the Rick of the the focal point Rick's uh, uh, his original Morty, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why he's so distant from his current Morty is he doesn't want it to. There was some theory about like how he basically tried to or he did love that original Morty before he went Evil Morty, and now he's basically resisting the idea of doing that again and trying to keep a distance to his current Morty so he doesn't end up evil like the other one. Yeah, but if you look at it, like, especially the past two seasons, you see this slow progression of Morty where he's not a good character. Oh, no. not the moral compass. Right. He's actually getting more fucked up as it goes. Yeah, and I I like that because, you know... They did the Morty of Wall Street angle on one of the stories where he took out... That was that whole detox one. Right. So, like, Morty free of all of his his bad qualities basically turns him into a giant prick or into a shade of, of Rick. Like, yeah. just cashes in all of his his uh, values and everything. I'm and sorry just... we're ruining things for you, Eric. 
it's fine. You'll forget all it's this. It's so we'll, good. We'll, we'll Morty it's, mind blast you afterwards. It's a quick catch up. <laughs> so no, this season's been amazing and I'm very happy that I finally caught up with the show. So I get it. Like I didn't get half the shit. Like getting swifty with it. Like I didn't even know what that fucking meant. Yeah. Take like, a shit on the floor. <laughs> getting swifty in here. Show me what you got. God, that was so fucked up. So that's uh, is there any other television? Do you ever watch Fargo? Do you watch season three? Not yet. I can tell you, season three of Fargo is amazing. If you have not watched it, you really, if you're a fan of Fargo, if you're a fan of um, what's his name? Noah Hawley. Noah Hawley. You got to watch Fargo season three. If you're a fan of uh, Wonder Woman, you liked uh, David Thewlis as the God of War. Is that who? I haven't seen Wonder Woman yet. Yeah. You okay. Should. I sh- I should. Yeah. Or, uh, there are yeah. a lot of movies I should see. Yeah. So uh, if you if you have, if you're a fan of him, a uh, big part of season three of Fargo. Okay. Um, I'm also starting the Vietnam series from Kevin or Kevin Ken, Ken Burns. Burns. Yeah, that's been. I well, wish I don't. Wish I could stay awake during. I I need because <laughs> maybe because of a lack of information and a lack of really good documentary series, I want them to go back and do World War One. I don't think Ken Burns has ever done World oh, War One. He did the West. He's done Prohibition. He's done World War Two. Obviously, he's done so Vietnam. Is that the one with Tom Hanks and no, Patrick Stewart? Of, oh, oh no! I'm sorry. I thought you said documentary about. It is. Yeah. Well, I mean the Ken Burns PBS documentaries about Prohibition. Yeah. Like the, Yeah. No. That there was, was like, amazing. That was like an eight part series. Oh, yeah. That was really good. But he has never gone and done one for World War One. Yeah, and like interesting. just the the air battle parts of World War One were always intensely fascinating to me. Yeah. Then you don't even include like the shit end of like the trench warfare and mustard why, gas. Wonder why he hasn't done that? I don't know. Yeah, there are other good. there are documentaries, but I want Ken Burns to yeah, do no, one. Of course, his pedigree and his partner. I forgot her name. I that terrible. They just did a fresh air interview. I completely forgot. But um, in the other television, I mean, the new season's just ramping up. I'm sure, we'll be watching more. Uh, uh, I'm going back through and rewatching The Good Place because oh, I'm excited to get on board. Season two, I watched is here, yep. and I, yep. I haven't wait, watched it yet. We wait, did. it start? Yep. Yeah, son it's of a early, bitch. Very early. It's interesting. It's not. Well, I don't even know what you would expect, but it's not what I expected. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. We can't really talk about how season one ended because no, no. Yeah. Sorry. just Sorry. it's go, on Netflix. Go watch all it's, season ones on Netflix. It's and it's still pretty good. There are a few moments I thought were a little. They hit their they hit their groove later in the season. But I mean, even the new season, I was like, um, but okay. see, that's that's what the good place is. It's this show that you watch and you're not quite sure what it's doing. Mm-hmm. And they have this that they have a long game. And yeah. if, if you come into season two and you can't give them the time when you watched all of season one and then lost your fucking shit like I did. At the twist? Yes. Yeah. It is great. There's some there's some really good stuff and, and spoiling it would really demean it. Um, American Horror Story. I do want to talk briefly about that. I've heard it's good. I haven't so given that show a chance in so many seasons. You don't have to watch it in a week. I, I know. To. I have to. So here's the deal. The new season is called Cult. And if you've seen any of the advertising, it's about clowns. But what that does not show you is that it's actually about the election of 2016. And the whole thing is sort of social satire of both sides. I'm sorry to say those two words together. uh, But both sides of the sort of election and the sort of ridiculous over-the-top nature of both the far left and the far right. Election season always brings out the worst in everyone. It, and in this uh, American Horror Story season, that is exactly it. However, I believe what's going on, on underneath it all is Evan Peters' character, who is ostensibly a Trump supporter, who paints um, his face with Cheeto dust after Trump wins. Mm-hmm. Like they, the season starts with 
the election results. Right. And Sarah Paulson's character is a, a bashed liberal uh, lesbian who's got a wife and a kid. And also a deep-seated fear of clowns. And a deep-seated fear of a lot of things, but clowns particularly. Okay. And Evan Peters and Billy Lourdes, who is, of course, Carrie Fisher's daughter. Um, they're like in a dorm and they're, I guess, going to college, but... I'm not sure what that that kind of goes away. Go away from that, but but uh, basically, Evan Peters is the crazy far right, and Billy's like his friend. It's weird. I don't know. And so he becomes sort of a politically he's become more politically active, but also seems to be manipulating this little Michigan community into fearing uh, immigrants and um, just safe their safety. Mm-hmm. They they have a, a blackout at one point. And they blame ISIS. Like, basically, it seems like he is manipulating the community and potentially Sarah Paulson's character into becoming a sort of a right-wing cult member. It's weird. By basically driving them to fear everything. So so he is becoming the cult leader? It seems like that, but it's also been hinted that there's somebody else who might be the leader. So, long story short, if you are a little too shook, by the election, you may not want to watch this because it's very, very, very referential to that. But it's also kind of funny because they're actually trying to sort of play up the ridiculousness of, of again, sorry to use the words, both sides. So uh, Sarah there, Paulson's character There's very old. good people on both sides. Thank you, Donald. Thank you. Uh, yeah, anyway, so I, I've enjoying it. Pat does not like it. Um, oh, yeah. Other people have said it's awful. <laughs> I think it might just be too on the nose. It seems to be... Every season I've heard of, the only season I've ever heard was that was universally agreed upon as being pretty good is the first one. Every season since, there's been detractors and there's been people that have the said it. The only reason I think people really like season one, I, I mean... It's the most straightforward. It's straightforward, but it's also got Jessica Lange doing her most, well, doing such a out-of-nowhere amazing job as that character that I feel like a lot of it was that, but also it was new. Sure. Every season since has been okay in their own ways. Some better than others, but it's it's just kind of nice to have an anthology TV series that gets to play in these different areas. It's not always successful. The writing can sometimes be completely batshit. In fact, a lot of times it's completely batshit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I like that it's still going and I'm enjoying it and Jessica Lange's not a part of it and Kathy Bates isn't a part. Like a lot of these actresses that they kind of use as tent poles are not there anymore. But they've brought in new talent to yeah. kind of fill in the oh, game. Yeah, like Sarah Paulson, I think, has been there Sarah Paulson's been from... there from the beginning. From the beginning. Yeah, she, she was. She was the psychic yep. in this first season. Oh. Um, and uh, Evan Peters as yeah, well. Yeah, he's been there yeah. from the beginning too. But, like, yeah. Oh, Evan Peters. Oh, so yeah, Billy Eichner in this new season playing mm-hmm. a really, really, really crazy fucked up character. Like. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Roy from Arrow. He's in it, isn't he? Yeah, Colton. Colton Haynes. Oh, yeah. I Which, thought he was a porn star or something. I didn't realize. He was in Pushing Daisies. Yeah, we were just watching Pushing Daisies in season two. As a regular, um, Tom, what is wrong with you people? There's nothing wrong. Pushing Daisies is amazing. What? What? Every goddamn like two months, someone talked about Pushing Daisies. Okay, CW Seed just added it, so their full series run. Girl, why don't you watch it? Look, I'm finally getting to watch Jodorowsky's Do you want me to go get you the Pushing Daisies? Daisies. Pushing Daisies Blu-ray? It's on, no, no, no. It's on CW Seed, which is free. Well, oh. you need to watch it. Oh, side note. Yeah. Shit. No. Pause. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cult. Blah, blah, blah. Discovery comes out tonight. It does. Uh-huh. And. Heard and a lot I'm, of good stuff. And I'm scared. Yes. And I'm mad. Why? Well, because here's the thing. Star Wars fans. I'm sorry. Star Trek fans have not 
been able to have an ongoing series for forever. Yeah. And for CW to, I'm sorry, CBS to consistently put out just mediocre, milk toast, like sitcoms and dramas and, and crime Superhero shows. Superhero shows. Yeah. yeah. Story of the week. Yeah. Bullshit. Is, is shortchanging this, like, network that used to put out all this amazing oh, material. CBS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and now you have Discovery coming out and they're putting it behind a paywall because they want to wring every red cent from, you know, fans artificially as opposed to doing it in like a a more traditional way because if they really cared, they would have paired with like a Netflix or an Amazon or a Hulu. To put it out and give it to people, and then at like get revenue there. Hell, oh, Fox, is CBS Fox charging for their so the first episode content? is free. The t- first mm. taste is free. Every then you subsequent get, is then, you then you got to pay. You have to pay six dollars a month for all access. And I think what they're doing is they're doing all of their CBS content through this this service. Well, See, this all is, their the rears. Well, it's like Fox had more confidence in a Star Trek knockoff. Yeah. Than than CBS Which, does in an actual star- watch yes it's great. oh it's not great oh, it's it's I, fine it's okay. just not great some yeah. people say it's great some people yeah I've um, heard nothing don't. good but but my thing is is that the Orville I don't give a rat's ass about anything that's on CBS not one thing you don't like Big Bang Theory I hate Big Bang Theory I kid what about I Young never, Sheldon I, I, I'm not going to watch Young Sheldon. I'm kidding. I don't want to watch Hawaii Five O. I don't want to watch any CSI. Like, I don't watch Two Broke Girls. I don't watch... Mother what about your daytime stories? You know what? That's different, though. <laughs> that's different. Because... That's daytime. That's daytime. They have their own separate Emmys. They have, yeah. They're a whole different animal. Yeah, thank you for backing me up. It's because true. Because... You know what? May, while I may not watch The Young and the Restless, every once in a while I will watch it, and I still don't understand how they pulled off a brand new Sally Spectra in The Bold and the Beautiful. I'm so really confused about that. But having said that, though, I'll still watch the fuck out of The Price is Right, and yeah. sometimes let's make a deal. Can we ask, yeah. can I ask what's going on with Drew's uh, hair? Did he grow his hair out like long or It's something? not looking good. But it's bizarre. I haven't particularly cared for the way Drew's been looking since he significantly lost a lot of weight. Right, but he now just... he's got the crazy, like, midlife crisis. Oh, my story. God. I just realized that I'm sitting at a table where 50% of us thought that Drew Carey was an attractive person. I'm sorry. I just, I don't know how no, no, you no, no, make no. that I, I, never, like... I, I never necessarily thought he was super attractive. I, I just, didn't, I didn't make that connection. I just, I, thought he... I just didn't think he looks healthy now. Yeah. I, I liked his old cartoon persona where he basically looked like the real-life version of Dilbert. Yeah. That was yeah, 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 that was yeah. that was just the thing. Yeah, yeah. So yes, Discovery is very exciting. I'm very looking forward to it. But I am sad that if I really like it, I got to pay. But I mean, and also like it's also well. Wait, is it is it a uh, is it concerning? Because I know I mean Fuller Brian Fuller yes. from Pushing Daisies yes. and from American Gods. This is how he got to this. Was originally one of the he was the showrunner. He was he helped write the pilot yep. and kind of the structure of the season. Yep. Are we concerned that after these first two episodes, that once another person's voice kind of steps through, that it might take a downturn he in left, quality? He left because they, he did not approve of the director, and he saw the direction things were going and said, yeah, I'm good. Bye. So, But she's again, done before on other shows. Sure. But. So are we... Are we uh, 
is there any idea that like the pilot will be a different beast from the rest of the oh, show? Oh, I know because I think they've done a lot afterwards. But I, I'm going to give it a chance either way, regardless of who was involved. I would give it a chance. I will watch the first episode yeah. and then I'm just going to wait for it to finish, and pay that five, like six dollars, mainline it, and oh. then cancel it because mm-hmm. this is it's bullshit. Yeah, you know, like you don't give you you hold on to this franchise for dear life. You're very tight fisted about it. You give us these movies which are popular but you know have nothing to do with for me the true spirit of star trek which is fine right it, like it, it's your franchise you do what you want yeah but then you you dangle this in front of us and then you say it's going to be online only which i could have dealt with and then you tell me that i need to pay six dollars to watch your shit trash no i'm not doing it yeah you get it once even oh, NBC. they're not even airing it on the You cable? get the first episode. The is free. And, then the and it's and all going to be online. literally the second episode that airs tonight as well, it apparently, is on CBS Access. So what they'll do is they'll give you a cliffhanger. And, oh. and patient, that, that's from what I've gathered. Ooh. You'll get like the, either they'll do like an hour or they'll be nice and give you two hours as the <sighs> so, debut. And then the rest is just. It's. It's starting to get crazy with the online streaming services because it's going to get to the point where it's just gone completely a la carte. And I'm okay with that, actually. <clears throat> but I, if every service yes. is like $15 a month? No, well, no, they're, no. they're all trying to invent their own Netflix. Right. But I'm okay with that as a replacement for the cable model if the content is good and more targeted and I only have to pick three or four and I'm okay with that. Like, I always thought it would be great if, like, HBO, and now it is, could just be separately purchased and not gone through my cable service. Right. Because I don't want to pay 100 bucks for cable just to get Game of Thrones. And you know so I mean? many companies didn't do that because they didn't want to piss off the cable providers. And now things are changing. Right. And this is actually the only reason why I think this is a good thing. I'm not saying it's great because I do want to watch Discovery and I'm already paying for cable, but I am at least in, interested in how this experiment works. But... I think, in America, I, I, I think, by the way, in Netflix or in, in Europe or in, in, at least in England, Netflix is airing this, mm. which is interesting. Because when Disney said they're going to pull everything off of Netflix right. and start their own service, mm-hmm. I was like, ugh. Yep. Yeah. Because then you got to pay for another service. I, I it's, Because it's, they're also yeah. going to pull Marvel and Star Wars off of Netflix. But those are like, I'm, see, but, I'm still very old school in some ways because I buy the Blu-rays. I'm not going to wait until it comes out on Netflix for those things. But if they pull the Marvel TV but right, as yeah. well. But you see, the, 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 the tangent, the soapbox you can get on here with net neutrality is this is where the cable companies might start to push back, where that you have all these streaming services yeah. and they've all abandoned the original price model for cable companies of you're not going to broadcast through us primarily. So we're going to either start limiting your bandwidth yep, for your service yep. or we're going to start charging and basically pass the cost on to the consumer mm-hmm. to make up for the fact that consumers now will only have internet provider or yeah. internet service instead of a cable, instead of phones. And they'll make up the cost and basically say, okay, now it's going to cost you $150 just to have internet in your house. It's a very disruptive time, but I'm curious to see how it plays out. I just can't wait for them to win the fast food wars. And be like Taco Bell and Demolition Man. Yep. <laughs> but then we have to start using the three seashells, and I never did quite see how that worked. And neither did I. But apparently it's great, and it doesn't destroy trees. As no. long as there are electrolytes uh, for props, I think we're okay. 
Uh, totally different reference. But uh, movie-wise, I did want to at least bring up uh, Hellboy. Because... I like those pictures. They released a picture. What's the actor's name? Oh, hell. From Stranger um, Things. Uh, David Harbaugh? Harbor. Harbor. Yeah, that, that's, that's as, accurate. As somewhat of a longer-haired Hellboy? I mean... Technically, Ron Perlman had that long hair. He just had it up in a samurai bun. That's yeah. true. That's true. Somebody else said that they compared the uh, the fist, and the new one looks more mechanical. It does. It has a bit more like hard edges to it. It's and not I, like soft and kind of like big fingery. I wonder if that's a artifact of the way it was shot, not a. Um, it might just be a design choice. Or a design. It, choice. it yeah, seems you like want it, you want it to look reminiscent, but you also still want it to look distinct and iconic. Yeah, 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 you know. But I mean, it should look more stone or organic. Like, this whole thing, like, this was, uh, well, how many months ago when uh, Guillermo del Toro and Ron Perlman basically put up a giant uh, petition to get Hellboy 3 made? Yep. And it was ultimately, I think it was Mike Mignola's call to say, like, no, no, you guys aren't making a next one. And it's like, we're gonna do a new one. And so I wonder, like, how much of this was his kind of thing of saying, like, you know, I see what you've done, but I kind of want another attempt at it, closer in line with what maybe his original vision for Hellboy sure. was. So I'm I'm excited. I like the pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, I you know David Harbour's all all cut and ripped, but I wonder you know how much of that's prosthetics. Oh, a lot. A lot. I think so. It looks good though. It looks good. Yeah. No, we're, none of us are complaining about how it looks. I, no. I don't. I've heard nothing negative about how it looks. Casting, they had some controversy because of the whole whitewashing <gasps> thing. Yes, that was interesting. So yeah. the well, one guy, no one here <laughs> No, the actor who they cast said, "I'm backing out because fuck this." And Daniel Day Kim, actually, even though you know he's Korean, it's still. Yeah. I'm happy he got work. Yeah. You know, well he he is, and he's so he's so ruggedly handsome. He is. He's very handsome. Man, he's he's, oh he's been he's uh, been looking good since Crusade, Babylon Five Crusade. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Spider Man Two as a bit part, but I forgot he was in Crusade. Yes, oh. uh, I've always thought he was attractive. And what I love is he. Uh, Shout out to all our Asian fans and listeners. I think they're all attractive. I do too. He uh, even the even the girls. Yeah, Grace, no, Grace Park or Park or Park. Grace Park. Grace Park. Yeah. Um, she and uh, Dana they Kim quit Hawaii Five O because they would not pay them Damn the same yeah. rate that the the Caucasian actors got paid. Yeah. So that was good for them. I mean, that's that's I'm so proud of them for that. But I mean, obviously they're still getting work. Yeah. And and like you said, the uh, the original actor who was the bad guy in Deadpool, I forget what his name is. Yeah. Um, but him actually backing out of the casting. By his own volition, yeah. just like to basically kind of set a set a, a little precedent. Like, wow. He's like, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm like, yeah. Out. yeah, yeah. I'm not going to touch this it, one with a ten foot pole. It's like what happened in on Broadway with the uh, Great Comet. That whole controversy where they had the uh, what was it Mandy Patinkin? What? Oh, what? What? Yeah, What's yeah, happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a show. So, on... so after, um, who was it? Uh, what's his? Oh, name? Uh, Groban. Uh, jo- Groban. Josh Groban. He left the Great Comet. He was the lead actor in The Great Comet. Uh-huh. They hired a black actor to come in and take over the part. Who, when Josh Groban left, ticket sales went down a lot. Because a lot of the people were going mm. to see Josh Groban in it. So after a couple of weeks of this actor taking over the role, and he's completely competent, can do the role just fine. Can actually carry a tune. Yeah. They were going to bring in Mandy Patankin for a special kind of... Sales boosting events. Bring back the old people. <laughs> Even though but, I still think Mandy Patinkin is hot. Don't oh, look at yeah. no, no, you're right. You're not wrong. But he was going to come in to do a special segment of it. And the assumption was the other actor was going to 
after Mandy Patinkin left, he was going to take over the role again. But it was never officially offered or whatever. Mm-hmm. So people freaked out. Like, so you're kicking this black guy off of Broadway? And then he, the actor was like, yeah, I'm just not going to come back after Mandy Patinkin because she only gave this to me for a couple weeks. And Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a whole and, controversy. And then, and then Mandy Patinkin said, well... I didn't. This was no, my... nobody told me yeah. I was kicking somebody out of their role, and so I'm not going to do it. Of course, it, so. it totally tanked the show, which but, everyone I know says it's a great show, and, and Eric actually played the music but, for me, and it's yeah. really a great. Is it War and Peace? Yeah, it's so a it's, part of War and Peace. It's a part of War and Peace as a Broadway show, and it's great. But yeah, it's totally been serves sunk. you right though. Like, and, and that's the thing. Like you, you cannot be blind to the issues you cause in art. You can't. Like, there is there is a, a duty, there is a responsibility that you have as an artist to not be fucked up. You can, you can bring forth and evoke ideas and controversies that people deal with, but causing controversy for controversy's sake doing something that really is this black person ain't bringing in things like Josh Groban would, which Josh Groban is Josh Groban. Like, yeah. he has a built-in but, fan base. Yeah. Right. And and to be fair, I don't think that the producers or anybody were doing this because the actor was black. No. I think it's strictly name recognition. They well, just needed somebody to put but, seats in the house. Exactly. And that's the thing. They had the, they had the budget and the profit of the Josh Groban casting going yeah. for them and they wanted to not take such a large hit on that mm-hmm. but that's the problem in a capitalist society especially when you trade in art for making a profit people ultimately are going to vote with their wallet right. so let, let's say if it had been like Idris Elba if he could sing oh, if he, he was sing. in the part he can sing oh, can he? even if know. he can't he can <laughs> he can just stand there and fake it he can Millie <laughs> Vanilli that shit and I'd be fine yeah. um, he, he would put butts in the seats and but, so but yeah. my, my thing is, is that in art, all you have, and I and I hate doing this, but it's like when you're reading literature and you have re- reader response, when it comes to a visual medium or like theater, what you project is, is the reality. Mm-hmm. Like that is literally what theater is. Mm-hmm. It's the illusion that you project as reality. And when you do something or you make that giant misstep, doesn't matter what you intended. The right. reality is, is this situation. And it's completely unfortunate because the original female lead, mm-hmm. when they went to Broadway, is black. And so it's not like this is the first black person to be in the cast of the show. Yeah. It just happened to be the guy who took over for Josh Groban. Right. So, so it's, it sucks. And it's unfortunate because, again, it's a great show. If you watched the Tonys this past year, it was mm-hmm. a big feature in that. It was really good. Um, I did want to touch briefly, and then we're jumping around the Emmys. I at least want to bring up the whole Sean Spicer thing because that's sort of. Why does he get a pass? Well, oh, yes. did you, hear, you see the uh, what was it Jason Isaacs, the guy who yeah. plays oh, uh, yeah, Malfoy? the guy who played Lucius, who's Woo! on the new Star Trek. <laughs> yes, he. Oh man, yeah, and it's weird because like I really like Stephen Colbert, and it was evidently his idea. And I think it comes out of a sense of separation of people and their their politics and people and their whatever. Sure. Which used to be 
fairly respected and fairly honored in some ways. Right. So even if you think, okay, Donald Trump's a fucking piece of shit, we don't like him as president, which I believe, if at the end of the day I had a situation where I was doing a thing and it made sense, like, okay, I could put that, I could put put it past that and then like and what do if that. what if Donald Trump was on your 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 company softball team sure and right. man the man can can play catcher like nobody's business and so at first double entendre nice i was like uh i don't understand why people are so upset about this Sean Spice thing i at first like when we watched i thought okay it's ham-handed it's not very funny it didn't work out it was shock value it was shock value it was whatever but then i thought about the next level of implication which is basically you have offered, and this has been a, a kind of a continual thing since he left the White House. You've offered this guy who got up and basically lied for not basically. The I mean, he, he lied he from day one from day to one. the final day. That you, man lied. You have offered him a way to sort of save face, save face, and redeem himself and normalize and normalize, what he did. Yeah. right? And if you had asked Melissa McCarthy to get up there and be Sean Spicer and do that. That would have been fantastic yeah. and fine. Right. Right. So it's I think Colbert originally was trying to do it as a way to sort of go, oh, old school, let's let's, you know, throw him a bone, whatever, whatever. But at the end of the day, I don't think anybody appreciated it until after the fact what that really was doing and, and how that would benefit Sean Spicer in his career as, you know, again, normalizing and making him powerful. Because now he'll get hired by CNN or CNBC. Who, actually, or, I don't know that he's actually Fox News yet. Fox News. Um, yeah, well, that would make sense or some sense. But anyway, so I want to bring it up because it was something that I had a sort of a, a shift over time on. Um, but I know a lot of people early on were just like, Ugh. from know, from the drop, a lot of people just weren't having it. No, yeah, I, yeah. I want to make the statement. It's a very, it's it's almost hyperbole, but I just want you guys to follow with me. Please, mm-hmm. please know that what I say is charged, and I get it, and I take responsibility for it. Can I plug my phone into what you're about to say? <laughs> yes. Okay. Some of us don't have power. It is as if, in a strictly propaganda sense, you're like, hey, hey, Goebbels. Yeah, I was about to yeah. say. Yeah. Goebbels, what you doing? What yeah, you doing? You, you want to do this joke? You want to do this award? And it's, it's, this man was a mouthpiece. Who could set his conscience to the side, lie to not only the American public, his own people, but would lie to the world. And to be fair, he didn't lie very well. No. And then it's <laughs> Trump like, doesn't lie very well. Yeah, he's None like, of them oh, do. Believe me. Believe me. Yeah. I'm just going to, you know, tap dance for you guys. You're going to get some jokes. It's going to be great. No. You hope, like, that is the thing. Midterm elections are coming. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to derail. No, you're fine. Midterm elections are coming. Hold these people fucking accountable. Yeah. Because they think they're untouchable. Hold them fucking accountable. You put us in this situation. We're in like this uncharted territory, which I don't understand why people are like, you know, that's exactly what you need. No. For the stability of the world to work, you need to know what people are going to do 24-7. To have some loose cannon out here, cowboy, you know, cowboy shooting pistols off in the air. But those pistols are fucking nukes. Like, you people are literally out of your minds if you think this is okay or normal or rational. Like, you know who used to do this? Warlords. Yes. You know what happened to warlords? They rose to power and then all of their civilizations collapsed in on themselves 
when you had some semblance of stability, you will hold on to power for a little bit, but the minute you die or you fuck up royally, that's it. Game over. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's kind of the world we live in right now where, for whatever reason, the excuse for people like presidents in other countries, maybe in the Philippines, for example, They get put into power because at some base level, people are like, oh, I respect his honesty and I respect that he talks just like us. Like, I don't want somebody that talks just like us. There's a reason why the people like us aren't president or aren't the representation for the world of our entire country. You want an aspirational leader. You don't want someone that's a mirror image of what you see around. Right. There's a reason why not any schlub can be an astronaut. Exactly. You don't want to trust them with millions and millions of dollars of equipment. Well, it's like, who could have ever predicted, oh God, we've gone off on a complete political tangent. I'm sorry. That's fine. Who could have ever predicted that a business leader taking over an executive position would ever have fucked up? Oh, I'm um, sorry. All of us in Florida who elected, well, not that I elected, but, you know, that, that basically put Rick Scott into the governorship. This dude had no fucking political experience. And for the first two years of his governorship, he didn't he didn't know what the fuck he was doing and pissed off Republicans of his own party. Like, almost sank the government of the state. Like, who could have ever predicted that this would have ever happened in, a, in another situation? It's like, you don't pay attention to these things. You don't. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Learn from them, and then you're going to make the same fucking mistake. Or it's just you have people that I, I know full well for the last election. The only reason why people voted for who they voted for was because they didn't want the alternative. Which I understand from a popularity contest perspective. And if you buy into the bullshit. Like, uh, politics has always been a zero-sum game. And if you ever thought otherwise, you don't know politics. Exactly. Yeah. It shouldn't be, though. It shouldn't be. Yeah, I'm an idealist, too. But I, I'm also you should- a black gay man who knows and has experience. Literally day two of this goddamn administration, what it means like when people vote their conscience who don't do what's right for the majority. And I mean majority as in like people in general instead of their own like personal self-interest. Right, instead of their own demographic. And trash. Uh, So what's going on in in the gaming world? So I went to a 
Final Fantasy 14 escape uh, game. Escape room. I love those. Not an escape room. Were you not in a room? So I was in a room. Were you not allowed to leave that room? You really didn't talk about it. So the reason this isn't an escape room is you weren't locked in something where you had to escape. Okay. You were basically fighting Bahamut, which of any Final Fantasy. Which which Bahamut? Is it the Neo Bahamut? No. Oh, Giga Bahamut. Are there multiple Bahamuts in there 14? Are. Not in 14. 14 is just Bahamut. Oh, no. I'm, well, I'm I mean, like, design-wise. So, like, it looks probably more like FF7. Yeah. That's, those are my Bahamuts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, it's it's very uh, hyper. Yeah. No, probably more like a Neo. Hyper Beam Dragon? Yes. I mean, he was locked in the moon for a long he time. He was. Mm. Um, so, it's based on the popular MMO that we've talked about. The one that you hey, played. I used, to, I used to play that game. Did, that you did. If only uh, someone who lived with you would have invited you. Or, or someone I'm on a podcast with. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> don't bad afterwards. How you that I'm so bad. So I'm so sorry. It's hard. If you, if you like uh, Final Fantasy, it's touring. It's not, it's not just a local production. It's touring this company called Scrap. Okay. All caps. They do other properties, and they basically pi- partnered with Square Enix to do this. Um, they tour around the country and it's a, in a ballroom and you basically bring like six of your, five of your friends and you sit there and you solve puzzles. I mean, I'm sure your friend that you brought got in for free because he is a like yeah. well-known cosplayer for the Final you know Fantasy funny? scene. So they wanted our, they had, so we had like four of us, the drop-in where they had an, an additional player. Uh-huh. Like he did some famous website called Garland Tools. Have you ever used Garland Tools? No, crafting? I haven't heard of that one. So like, it's like some really well-known crafting website that's not like affiliated directly, but is useful for Final Fantasy. Okay. And uh, he was our little drop-in and he was really, really nice. Anyway, long story short, we, we, uh, we, we solved puzzles. We got to take a cactar pin or needle out of the cactar dead cactar body which is kind of gross and weird like physical they actually had a cactar body yeah. you pulled it oh okay and these little metal pins and you use it to solve a puzzle which is kind of weird but um you know it was fun there was a little mog uh moggle moogle whatever um, moogle moogles mog the moogle mog the moogle yeah, actually it was mog the moogle and it was a little uh, thing you used and it was part of your party and you fought bahamut and they had in-game videos and uh, before and after the, the thing, we actually cleared the room, cleared the game. We won. Only about half Congrats. of the groups did, which I was I was in a good group. If I had been by myself, I'd like fuck this, I'm done. Um, but like you know, we had a very good participation across all of the groups. Okay. Um, I would recommend it if you're a big Final Fantasy fan. If you are a casual like Final Fantasy fan, you might enjoy it. If you're not at all familiar with Final Fantasy, I would say you know, maybe find a good escape room. Yeah, the rooms are a little more interesting, and there's some really good ones here in Orlando. So would I enjoy it? You would have enjoyed it. Okay. Now I- would I enjoy it? Mm, yeah, maybe. I have a casual interest in you Final have a casual Fantasy. Interest. I think I think all of us would have had a, a casual level of, of of enjoyment. Okay, but Final Fantasy fans would have gotten the whole uh, supporting characters that they had, and some other stuff. Okay. Anyway, and to a lesser extent, Kingdom Hearts fans. To a lesser extent, and if you know I, I your Final Fantasy as, from Kingdom Hearts, wait, it's going to be some weird Sora. knowledge. Did, wait, who is that? Who are you supposed to be? I was Sora. I'm just when I went to Not So Scary at Disney. Did I dressed you, up as Sora. So this is totally a Facebook. You wouldn't have seen this thing. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. Did you have oversized pants, boots, and like Goku hair? I well, I didn't have the hair. That's that's where I think a BJ was whole. Like, what was what did he say? He was like, "Who he was are like, you? 
Well, it was like, did anyone recognize who oh, you that's were? What it was. Of course, so, you had a keyblade. I like how. No, I didn't. I didn't take the keyblade with me because I didn't want to carry it around me. for I hours and oh, hours. Like, I, I like. I like harassing you, Brian. I didn't go. I, I think okay. Well I, I think been, your costume would have played even without the keyblade. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've not been to Disney in probably three or four years or more. Oh yeah, Mickey's not so scary this year is ridiculously overpriced. Is it? Yeah, it was like seventy five. Yeah. And as soon as you go into the next month, it jumps to about a hundred bucks Ooh. for every night. Oh, I don't. Mm-mm. All the way through the end of October. They don't do that much. Right. It doesn't start until about five, and then runs till whenever at the end of the night. You get lots of candy. Yeah, yeah, but like, okay, Halloween Horror Nights, I get. Because there's whole rooms that you get to experience that are not there normally. Disney doesn't do that. They have a show. They have a Hocus Pocus show. A show. The thing that I got my money's worth with was I finally did a few weeks ago afternoon tea at the Grand Floridian. How was that? I thought it is so lovely. It is fantastic. You know, I, I drink tea now, so I could actually experience that. You know, and if you do it right, first of all, it took us four months to get that reservation. Oh, oh wow. But having said that, it's it's the experience. You take your time. There are packages. Um, I almost paid the $50 one because it came with, like, port or champagne. How much is it normally? Uh, it's like $35 for the base package. That's downright reasonable. Yeah, and it gives you your own pot of tea that you choose. You get an assortment of tea sandwiches. You get a scone with um, clotted cream and then like a jam, like two jams. Okay. Um, and then you get a dessert. So I went tea sandwiches, a scone, and dessert. I got the English trifle. It was lemon curd and blueberry. Ooh. It was a delight. Um, but here's the thing. They tried to get me with quote unquote exotic fruits. And I looked because I did that deep dive that most like scary Disney people do where they like go to the like third party websites and like this is what I did this is how you do it one of those exotic fruits was fucking pineapple and yeah. I said fuck you <laughs> I was gonna say anything oh, from a Hawaiian island that. an exotic fruit it's called mango yeah <laughs> I, I didn't but it was it was great it was peaceful I loved every minute of it and then I went to Trader Sam's for the first time <gasps> I love Trader Sam's Trader Sam's was a delight and you went inside day. Yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we got there 20 plus minutes before they opened, got a buzzer, and then stood in fucking line. Yep. And it was worth, it was worth every penny, and I didn't even spend that much. I only bought like two drinks, three drinks. What drink like, did you get? Um, I got the, the volcano one. Yeah, yeah, I, I have, I brought that cup home. See, like I, I really it. wanted to uh, buy that cup, but I knew we were gonna do other things, and uh, so okay. like I didn't want to. I had already eaten oysters <laughs> the, the night mm. before. I did it big one weekend, yeah, which was the worst weekend to do it big with because the hurricane was coming. I'm just like, I spent all my money, and there's a storm coming. And I need the storm prep. Uh, I don't recommend it, but I recommend doing afternoon tea and Trader Sam's. Think of it as like the most interactive tiki bar you have ever. Like yeah. been to and tiki bars are my favorite type of bars besides like yeah. British or Irish pubs. Yeah, the first time I went to Trader oh. Sam's, I actually sat at the bar, mm-hmm. and the bartenders were just hilarious and talking to us. We the whole sat time. so close to the bar. We were, you know, that station that normally would be like the service station where they yeah. grab everything. Yeah. We sat right there, so I got all the jokes. Yeah. I, it's uh, it was so it was so good, and our server was gay, <laughs> even though he didn't come out and say it. He was sassy. He didn't give a damn. 
and he read us and I read him. <laughs> nice. And it was the most, it was the, a tete-a-tete that was loving and playful and reminded me, yes, Disney is surrounded by homosexuals and we make that place cool. Okay, so I have, I have my only gripe, and I want to see if this is true for even Afternoon Tea and, and uh, Trader Sam's. Yeah. Uh-huh. Every event or every reservation I've ever had at a Disney place, I go to it thinking, ah, this will be nice. Like I have like, for when I went to La Cellière at Epcot. I haven't been. I heard it's amazing. It's I love fantastic. Or you go to the French, the nice French restaurant at Epcot. All these different restaurants, oh. like you have a, a set, of, set aside time way in advance. And then you go, you're dressed up because you want to dress nice for the occasion, and you're surrounded by, and this is me being the elitist, I live in Orlando, so everybody else can go fuck no. themselves, fanny pack wearing, yep. sunburnt, coated in suntan oil, noisy kid, all day walking around, sweaty motherfuckers. Usually British. That just ruin the ambiance. Now, there are restaurants at Disney that do have certain dress codes. They are definitely the more expensive. So's Le Cellier, and so's that French place. I mean, they're but not they're, cheap, but they're in the park, so they sure. can't require a dress code because they're in the yeah, park. Yeah, I skirted, I skirted by by wearing like a polo and shorts, and I wore Converse's, but you know, like my shirt was tucked in, like I looked presentable, and I knew that I was sliding by. Yeah. Having said that, though, I saw people. I'm like, so that's what you decide to wear? Oh, okay, girl. This is at Afternoon Tea and at Trader Sam's? Well, Trader, yeah. Trader, Trader Sam's, Sam's is just a It's just open yeah, to public. Yeah. But yeah. Afternoon Tea, people, people, you could see they went to the to the limit of what they were comfortable with because they were going to be doing other things. Uh-huh. But, like, everyone I went went with, you know, girls were in dresses. Even, they were sundresses. Sure. Guys were wearing, like, polos or button-ups and, like, slacks or shorts. Not things you've been walking around the park and sweating your no, ass off in all started, day. we started there, and then we went drinking. Okay. I think that's always been my gripe about Disney. They need to have more places that have some kind of... Str- Even if that same family takes their asses to their hotel, takes a shower, puts on some clothes, and then comes back. I'm fine with that. That wouldn't ruin the ambiance. If you go to the um, signature quote-unquote signature, that's what they call them, restaurants in the resorts, you'll get a... A better experience. Yeah. yeah. As far as that way. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the La Celia, I highly recommend. Like, I went there for our uh, mini our mini moon after uh, Mel and I got married a couple years ago. Oh. And, oh my God, they had these giant cuts of beef and the, uh, the poutine they had there. The desserts were amazing. And... Do you have the cheddar cheese soup? No. Because, I mean, you get that if it's the same food equivalent to the Epcot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. food and wine. Uh, but uh, one of our gifts was my mom actually bought us two of the meal plan tickets, which I guess count oh, at yeah. La Celia. And it was took it took the price down to a more reasonable level Yes, after getting, like, all three courses. Yeah. Felt really fat that night. Well, but, I have not been to Disney in forever, so fuck you all. Okay. Oh, well, on um, the same weekend I did Not So Scary, I also did go to Animal Kingdom and I experienced Pandora. Uh-huh. Avatar. Yeah, which I rode the Flight of Passage, which is freaking amazing. I've uh, heard it's like Soren, but like really involved and really interactive and really Pandora? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, the movie Avatar did very little for me. Right. But the theming. The restaurant looks great as yeah. far as the food. We only had beverages, 
and they had both. How's the food? I don't know. I've never eaten there. <laughs> I had a liquid lunch. Um, I did the margarita, which is great, and they put boba in it. Ooh, boba margarita. Ooh. Yeah, it was fun. It was some type of alien pearl. I was eating baby alien eggs. It was Mm, delicious. It was crunchy. Yeah. Um, They had an ovipositor that just came over. (laughs) They just just, just squoze it out. (laughs) They had to wring it out. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) That that fresh period. Mm. By the way, has anybody seen the ovipositor uh, dildo? There's a company out there. I'm sorry, what? That makes an ovipositor dildo. Oh, yeah, that's right. It goes in and then it leaves something inside you. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. Oh, yep. my God. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then it, I'm sorry. Man, it's way grosser when it hatches. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, you enjoyed it, huh? Yeah, it was really it was good. good. It's yeah. good. Um, okay, so now back to before the long, long tangent. Uh, in gaming, yeah. did you happen to see the thing I added uh, to talk about uh, that they're making Puzzle Fighter? For Whoa, mobile wait. devices. Whoa! Where'd this come? I missed this. Capcom on uh, end of August. Uh-huh. I forget what what it was on. What show? Milk and those corpses. They basically <laughs> announced that by the end of this year, they're going to make a an, a game uh-huh. for Puzzle Fighter that'll be you'll be playing people live, uh, and it'll be a continuation with new characters from different Capcom series. Whoa. Uh, but the, in that classic. Uh, so according to them, Capcom puzzle fighter, and they'll also be selling maybe sandwiches in their only brick and mortar <laughs> location. The subsidized, probably. Uh, like Mega Man, I think is going to be a character. Um, they're combining other universes I, into. So they're going to put this out on a bunch of different platforms: iOS, Android oh, devices. It said yeah. by the end of this year, it should be out. Oh. Just the idea that this is even relevant to them, or at least trying to be, I'm excited. I think I wet myself. I, I seriously, that's amazing. That's probably one of your bad dogs. Oh, yeah, I said it. <laughs> I need <laughs> this. Look at that. Maddie's being so sweet now. Man. Look at her. Yeah, because I had to lay down the law. You did. I never touched her. I don't hit my kids. No, you were. You were very verbal. I'm very verbal. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on your profile. So other classic gaming. So the SNES Classic came out this. Fuck that! Friday. No, it's it's coming out end of the month. Uh, like oh, on the twenty ninth. The twenty second was Fuck. when it was coming. Oh, twenty ninth, I think. Uh, but you need. But it's already that. sold out everywhere. Well, right. Shit. But so they're gonna be they're going to be continuing sales through next year. Fuck they're going to re-release and they're re-releasing the NES Classic. Did I mention fuck that shit? You know, because I had pre-ordered on Walmart. And they cancel your order? Yeah, they fucking canceled our, all of our orders. And then it came back on in the middle of the night on some rando night. And I missed it. So fuck them. I'll play my emulators the old-fashioned way. And I way. mean, I do have emulators and ROMs for every Did game that's order? on there. Ex- no. Except for Star Fox 2. I, I believe I, they have the ROM out for that. But yeah. they said this version, because people have already started getting like the review sites. <laughs> they said that the Star Fox 2 that's on the system is a lot more... What was the term? Uh, they they were really striving for a lot with this game for the fact that it never got released. Like they were really kind of pushing the envelope on what the system could do with it, uh-huh. so that it it did a lot more interesting things than they were expecting. I guess even from what the ROM that got leaked a long time ago was. I, I got the NES Classic by random chance. I expect I'll get the Super NES Classic the same way. I'll just randomly walk into a GameStop and they'll be like, "Hey, we just got a few. You want one?" I'll say, "Sure, thank you." I, I know they're releasing a wireless... I think Nyko is releasing a wireless yeah. SNES controller. There's a bunch of... I think there's a couple other companies doing it. But still, fuck that shit. Yeah. I mean, I would... If someone wanted to give me that, I would be very grateful and I'd thank them. Um, but I never finished the Sailor Moon RPG. It was hard. That's all right. 
Oh, that's on there too? No. I think it was Super Nintendo. Oh. No, no, it's not on the oh, Super NES oh, Classic. Right. Just ask NES right. Yeah. Like, I just, I, oh, it just pisses me off. The no, whole thing pisses me off. It's artificial scarcity. Yes. Yeah. It's what Nintendo is known for. It is, and I don't like it even though I love Nintendo. So, good job on the gaming. Let's talk comics because Oral and I have had some exciting comic book things. I've been reading like mad and I'm still behind. Oh my God, seriously. So, I want to start with DC because DC is doing an event that I never thought would happen ever again. Ever again. It's like they took the They're best- rebooting? No, no, no. no. That happens semi-annually with DC. <laughs> no, 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 not yet, not not recently. I mean, not yet. A year ago, maybe or two, whatever, whatever no. that whatever thing. Rebirth. But, Rebirth right. wasn't a reboot. But they're take yeah. But before that, they did the uh, New Fifty Two. No, 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 no. Between the two, Convergence. Doesn't Convergence count. was the reboot. Anyway, Convergence wasn't a reboot. Convergence just said everything's continuity. That's yeah. That's that's what the most. So it's poorly. Called, it did it poorly. It's called Metal. Dark Knight's Metal. Dark Knight Metal, and it is the most DC thing I've read in forever. It is batshit crazy, and I love it because I have now that foundation that allows me to love all of the crazy things they throw at you, where you're just like, how does this fucking make sense? And so much of it is a brain uh, progenitor of uh, Grant Morrison's uh, Final Crisis. And multiversity. It's like they took, like Scott Snyder, who's writing the series, and Greg Capullo were like big fans of Grant Morrison and what he did, and said, you know, this is such a love letter to DC, which Final Crisis and multiversity absolutely were, that we're kind of shocked that no one's really done anything with the characters and sort of ramifications of this. We're going to take those seeds and those ideas and keep playing them out, but also tie in all this other classic DC continuity that hasn't really been touched in forever. Yeah. Like, including Mr. Plastic Man. Jeff Johns. Thunderbolts, everything he did. All the mm. Jeff Johns. Like all, a lot of stuff. Just, yeah. just all of this great stuff. And the core conceit of this is that the Dark Knight slash Bruce Wayne has been being shadowed, pardon the pun, by this, this ancient creature called Barbados, which is all from Final Fantasy. Oh, man. I want to go to vacation on Barbados. <laughs> I ca- no, I call it Barbados. Barbados, nice. Because Barbados is just too close to Barbados. Oh, yeah. And my 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 maternal grandfather's from Barbados, and oh. I just we're not taking any crap. All right, well, I, just, I get that. Barbados. I've heard it's lovely this time of year. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not getting hit by a hurricane. So basically, all of this is so Bar- Barbados. Barbados. I'll, I will borrow this. He is a dark entity that is trying to bring through uh, all of these alternate Batman from the dark multiverse. And this is the new conceit. And this, so up till the so the oh, second issue God. of Metal came out, I was like, okay, this is kind of crazy. I don't know. But then I read the Batman Red Death. Which is why I've been pushing it like mad because it, fuck, it's so good. It gives you all of the, the structure. It's your first introduction to the dark multiverse. The Dark Knights. And it is, it is so, Horrific. So bear this in mind. So the multiverse is, okay, I make a different decision here or there, and it causes an alternate reality. Okay? Dark multiverses, like, make the worst decision yes, possible. Yes, yes, they're not meant to last. These worlds are doomed by their bad choices. They're mayflies. Okay. But the, the, but the thing is, is that, so here's the multiverse, there's 52 worlds. You flip it over, and like just like we have dark matter that we can't see, but still like binds us, there's the dark multiverse that is 
you know, we make these decisions and some decisions lead to terrible consequences, even in the new 52. Like, I'm sorry, the, the 52, the multiverse. Right, the regular multiverse. But there are, there are decisions that doom worlds. And when that happens, a dark multiverse world is formed. Mm-hmm. But they only play out from those decisions and then they just dissipate. Because it's usually a world-ending So the thing. Red Death one, which was written by Josh Williamson, who's doing Flash right now, and it was Batman basically failing completely in his mission, losing all of his Bat family to bad choices or what, you know, they died. He wants the Speed Force. So he goes out, he takes all of the rogues' powers and, and abilities and brings them together to try to capture the Flash. After he asks Barry to say, hey, Barry, give me your Speed Force. I need to have this power. So I could just fuck shit up. Right, right. so I can go back in time and save my family. Basically. All good intentions. All good intentions, and he's still sort of heroic, but he's like that Batman that's just gone too far and takes Barry Allen's Speed Force, captures it, and makes Barry part of his own entity and becomes the Red Death, which is this sort of weird amalgam of Batman and the Flash. Uh-huh. And it's... It's, so good, so it's good. So good. I again, metal was interesting up to a point, and it was just a little all over the place. And I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. This sold it for me. This one one-off issue, of which there will be many more, probably not all as successful, of these alternate Batman, and then it, they're unleashed in the DC continuity, and they're fucking up shit. Like Red Death, basically, as he runs past Wally and Barry, takes their speed force and causes them to age. Like, really, doesn't just. It's not just a entity that's just gonna be a bad batman they're fucking up dc mm-hmm. so it's been just i mean it's early in the event i think it's gonna go for a while uh it ends valentine's day yeah uh, so like right before Valentine's. so it's, it's got a it's, long yeah, run it's ahead a long of it run wow but this is such it's dc porn but it's beautifully rendered uh the main book metal has got um greg capullo, greg capullo doing uh and and tying together a lot of threads from the batman book that he and uh scott snyder scott does snyder yeah. did so it's it's Snyder, Johns, and Morrison's like entire run of DC distilled into this rock and roll heavy metal book. Yeah, it's very uh, amped. Yeah, so uh, DC's doing heavy metal. The first so, issue they form Voltron out of Justice League. All right. So so what part did Sandman play? So that's a little weird, and it's almost sort of like it could have been anybody, but he kind of provides a little bit of expositionary. Thing for Batman. Okay. And, and okay, here's the thing. So, you know, Sandman's helm mm-hmm. is made out of metal. And it's one of the metals, because, like, DC has all these metals that do things, like Aquaman's trident or... Nth um, metal. Nth metal for the... Wonder Woman's yeah. which is the, the regenerative thing for the Joker. Okay. Yeah, and uh, Wonder Woman's gauntlets. All these things do have these properties that shouldn't exist. Right. And it looks like Sandman's helm is one of those. Okay. And they're pulling old school Sandman. So it's um, Carter Hall's, like, descendant. Okay. It's Hawkman's descendant. And, like, Nth Metal is the final iteration of Metal until you get to this, like, 10th Metal that fucks everything up. It is... Which I don't want to spoil, but it's, it's... it's, it's, uh, it's ridiculous. It's fun. It's fun. Second issue shows that. It's yeah. Really good. Okay. Dark Knight's Metal is if you've read if you've read anything from Grant Morrison or Jeff Johns or or Scott Snyder, and you want to see them all come together like in a really well oiled machine, um, you read this book. Yeah. It's really great. 
And people were all thinking, oh my God, Watchmen's coming, all this Watchmen shit. Has nothing to do with that. No. Nope. But it's still almost in some ways better than that because it's got an end to it and it's got, it ties so many things from the past in that are just DC. Right. Just DC proper. Plus what, what a lot of people, it's, it's, and we'll, we'll switch. Um, so I had to fight with a lot of people to get them to try uh, Tom King's Batman, which is great. <gasps> oh, so because good. Because so good. Batman fans have become really lazy because the way Scott Snyder writes is that he lays this like pretty linear, straightforward story. And then there comes a point where he hits a domino and you realize he's been leading you into this maze. Like this, it, everything's been a puzzle. Right. And now you got to try to piece it together in the last few iterations. But Tom King tells you, here's all of these pieces. They fit some sort of way. Try to figure it out with me. Okay. Um, and so once again, Snyder has done that where he set all of these pieces in place and you didn't think that any of them had any correlation. But right. he not only did that with what he's done with DC, he's done it for all of DC. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Tom King's Batman is amazing. It's, it's a story out of the past. But it's all about the Joker versus the Riddler. Oh, the, the of, uh, jokes and riddles. Yeah, and it's beautifully rendered. I forgot who the artist is. I should know this. Um, I also want to mention Mister Miracle, who's another oh. Tom King book, so uh, good. art by Mitch Garrett, who is his uh, Sheriff of Babylon or Sheriff of Baghdad, one of the two. I always get it confused. But basically, Mister Miracle. Uh, there's only been two issues. You haven't read any more than the two issues, right? I haven't read the third. Yeah. So the two the second issue. So the first issue is very weird, and you're like, okay, this could all be in in Scott Free's head, right? Yeah, it's I remember all that very was the... weird. Second issue, actually, they they spend it's all of it is on New Genesis or or uh, or Apocalypse, mm-hmm. and it's basically the High Father has been removed or is dead. Orion has taken that role and is leading the charge against Darkseid, and so all of the new gods are fighting, and uh, Barda and Scott have to go basically take out uh grand goodness and they she raised them right and in in a fucked up sequence like oh i love that involving jello of all things oh it's so good it's it's like it's the the cartooning is amazing because some of the facial expressions even with scott's uh, mr miracle outfit are remarkable and um just the whole thing is just so delightfully (laughs) fucked up it seems like DC is kind of firing on all cylinders oh, right DC now. DC is killing it right while now. While Marvel is... We'll get there. Okay. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, side note, I was playing this uh, game called Five Second Rule, where you have five seconds to shout out three things in a category. So it's like um, three Broadway musicals, and you, you you fire off. I'm I'm really good at shouting at things. Mm-hmm. So I, I won, of course. Of course. And then I won again, and then I just controlled the table. Side note, though. Um, so it was like, um, may, uh, name three types of like popsicles. And so I went like Welch's, uh, pudding pops and, uh, jello pops. Okay. And all of my friends are like jello pops. And I'm just like, oh, I'm sorry. Was that just poor? Like, was this- <laughs> but no, you, like, you remember Brian? You remember oh. Jello frozen pudding? Oh, like, of course I do. Oh, yeah. I love those. Okay, so I wasn't I wasn't just poor. No, no, I ate the shit out of those. Okay. okay, yeah. All the pudding pops we had as a kid. No, that's what I'm saying. But aren't pudding pops and Jello pops the same thing? No, because I said pudding. Oh. And then Jello. Right. So I remember. Jell-O- I, 
the one you always saw Bill Cosby pudding pushing was, was the pudding the pops. One yes. for... I don't ever remember getting the Jello. I'm pops. sure that was yeah, an iteration. No. Yeah. yeah. You don't remember? It was on the box. You know, it was on the box it. you bought. No. I believe it. I believe it. I just don't remember it as vividly as pudding pops. And the reason because pudding pops had all these like contests and things. So if you ate the pudding pops, who made creamsicle? That was a different thing. Because okay. that would be my third choice of like the two and then creamsicle because yeah, yeah. they had that whatever that yellow box was and it had like the lights around the that was the logo. Oh no no no! I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they still sell that. Stuff. Yeah, fudgesicle, I think. But yeah. pudding pops. Yeah, remember the contests and the riddles and the little things and you eat the pudding pop down and they would it would uncover some little sure. thing and that that's that's my vivid memory of you know the being, pudding pops being visually molested by uh, Bill Cosby. And mm. his, Auditorily molested. The jello. It was in my mouth. That's all. Mm. Mm. So DC's amazing. Now Marvel, on the other hand, um, they are finishing up. In fact, Secret Empire's done. And it's gone right into generations. Generations slash legacy. Which, some are strong, some are whatever. So generations are all one-offs. They are basically take a current Marvel instance like uh, uh, a totally awesome Hulk. Pair him with like classic Bruce Banner Hulk. Mm-hmm. Uh, current Phoenix, young Jean Grey. Pair her with old Jean Grey or older Jean Grey. Which is classic Phoenix. Phoenix right. right. And that was the big thing. Like, this is the announcement that. Sh- no, nope. no, it's nope. unrelated. Of, it, it's unrelated, but it's not. Hmm. It's like, here, we're going to set this up to build this foundation for something that's coming later. Yeah. Okay. So, in some places, like even the Iron Man, it was like Riri Williams. And he go, she goes to the future, and she sees future Tony Stark. Who's the Sorcerer Supreme, Supreme? Which I love that version of Tony. I, I do, too. I thought that was really good. The art was a little crazy all over yeah, the place. Yeah, but, um, so the, the Generations books are one-off. They're not connected. They spring out of an event at the end of Secret Empire where basically Kobik goes. Kobik's the living cosmic cube. Yeah. She's like... I'm going to send you all on a mission or on a thing, and boof, you're on gone. a vision quest. Yeah, yeah see- no, she sent them on a vision quest, and then they come right back, and it's all. Out of, I'm going to do something know. that excuses us having random books that show the older generation back, basically. Haha, so, plot. Taking that out of Secret Empire, I was fine with the way Secret Empire ended. I thought the whole thing, including Omega, was really good. It was a strong ending. Very strong. If if we were talking about American Horror Stories, political satire or societal satire revolving around the politics, a little heavy handed. Uh, this was a little less so. I thought. I thought it's more it comic booky and just yeah. kind of reveled in the heroics stuff. You know, right. and you ultimately at the end of it, and this is not this is not a big spoiler. It's an ultimate fuck you to everyone that gave Nick Spencer a lot of shit. Mm. Like he literally says fuck you because they gave him shit when he made Sam Cap, even though Brubaker made Bucky Cap. And people are like, oh, yeah, I can totally see that. They were no building this since either. Winter Soldier. Yeah. yeah. But, like, as soon as Sam became Cap, they're like, you know, you're pushing an agenda. But everyone's been Cap. Right. Sometimes Cap isn't even Cap. Right. Of Cap's course. nomad. Yeah. And so, or, like, Secret Agent Steve, uh, the U.S. Agent Steve Rogers. Yeah. Um, but at the end of it, like, you hear these kids, like, playing in the background, even though all this fucked up shit has happened. Because children are the future. It's like, you know, I want to be Captain America. No, I get to be Captain America. And you, like, you see the action figure. And it's Sam. Right. And he's like, you know, like, this is a country where you can be whatever you want. People like to say that all the time. But until, like, and then when you try to, like, challenge that, people are up in arms. Right. It's the same people that were griping because they took away a lot of the original uh, white 
appointed basically so like Bruce Banner. They white made male. him. They mm-hmm. made him Amadeus Cho, and they took away white Captain Marvel, and they made it into what's her name? Carol. Carol Danvers. Right, but who's the new the oh. Miss Marvel? Oh, Kamala. oh yeah, Kamala. And then Kamala, and they do all these different changes up. And some people just look at it just for the race sake and say, oh, now we have more diversity because we've swapped out all these different heroes and made them a different color now. Like, why can't, why can't it, the idea, like even the fucking Christopher Nolan Batman movies, why can't the hero be the symbol and whoever is under the mask? Yeah, which is what they have been trying to say. Right. And, and they've said it for years because my favorite thing to say is, Remember in the 80s when Thor wasn't Thor, it was Beta Ray Bill? Exactly. And then in the 90s, it wasn't Thor, it was Thunderstrike. Like, we've done this a billion times. Nothing is new under the sun. Nothing is new. There's just a lot of it happening around. DC's done it forever with their legacy characters. They've just done maybe a better job of explaining that or showing that and then allowing them to live alongside each other. It's also societally what buttons are easily pushed nowadays. Well, the people who are pissed off and reacting are, by and large, they have their own motivations, their own agendas. Right. That's whatever. Everyone's easily triggered by things nowadays. Um, Yes. To say, uh, to use that word. Triggered. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So I'm not. Mm-mm. I already am gonna get in trouble for the for the Gables reference. Oh, Gables. Anne of Green Gables. You, you good win the whole show. Thanks. Yeah. So long story uh, short, Clark Gables. Oh yes, Marvel. Yeah. Gables. Um, Marvel is doing this thing called uh, Marvel Legacy. Right. Yes. Okay. It's coming out. It's written by Jason Aaron with art by Isad Rivik. Okay. It has got crazy batshit, like what. 1 million BC Avengers era. 1 right. million BC. Like, I'm all in because that's just insane. And I'm all about the crazy Marvel insanity. And it's Jason Aaron who has over and over with his Thor work and his X-Men work. And, and his, his Doctor Ghost, Strange and his work. Doctor his, Strange and work, his Wolverine his work. Wolverine. Ghost Rider. His epic run on Ghost Rider. He knows... Do you not remember that? They, yeah, now you mentioned it. I'll let you it, say yeah. it. I was going through the list. Like, that was... A char- they even he he gave proper dedication to Danny Ketch, I know. who most people wouldn't have touched with a ten foot pole Seriously. because it was pure nineties. He's he's been really good at Marvel, not just as a good player of toys, if you will, like he brings in all the toys, but as a good writer and connecting it and making it work. So sure. I'm fine with him taking this job on. The only thing that's weird is it's just a one off issue, but it's oversized and it's it's. The foundation work. Right. And that's my only... Like, what is going to come out of that isn't entirely his control. It's, right. it's not just that. Is that this this entire event... And, and I know, like, I have full faith in Jason Aaron. I always have full faith in Jason, uh, faith who will, in Jason Aaron. Who will be at a comic shop uh, on Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday? E- e- yeah, Wednesday. Even though Original Sin was super weird. Mm-hmm. I loved it, by the way. Yeah, it was good. It's just super weird. I know that whatever happens, it's going to be interesting. It may not be, you know, the thing that you remember for, you know, 30 years later, but at least it'll be interesting and smart. But I feel like this entire event is the cart before the horse. Hmm. Because, you know, like, and, and that's just them playing with the medium, I suppose, because Generations came out before Secret War finished. Which, or Secret Empire? Yeah, a Secret Empire, yeah. And you you could have waited because they're one shots. Nobody like nobody cares when they come out. Right. And and this is going to you know set the direction when we go back to the original numbering, 
you're going to see all these characters come back for like one shots or ongoing series. Okay. Um, I'm I'm excited for it. Uh, I just nobody nobody really knows. Well, and it's, it seems to be like a recurring thing. I can think back to years past that we've talked on this show that like the only thing that's fucking Marvel up is their their release schedule. And sometimes they don't just sit on a book until when it should be time God, for it to I be released because of delays. God, well, and Secret War, uh, Secret Empire, rather, I keep calling it Secret War. Secret Empire tried to fix that by mixing in different artists. And the problem with that is it was inconsistent. Right. There were issues that were amazing mm-hmm. because certain artists worked on it, like Sorrento. And then there are other ones that were just like, oh. I'm like, I don't know who died. Who was this? Yeah. Or who were you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if I could tell who you were. I, I know this is important. I just don't know who you yeah, are. Yeah, it was it was some bad storytelling in some parts, but Sorrento or Sorrentino, sorry, his stuff consistently has been amazing, and he needs to just be put on a single book with an amazing creator and just just do some cool stuff. So. Right. So I don't know. Marvel's been a little bit all over the place. The X Men stuff, I am not a fan of X Men Gold. Blue has been okay, although it's gotten pulled into other events. I can understand Gold. Gold has. Gold, gold is, is giving you up and down. Gold is like, okay, we know you like the 90s, and the X-Men had a lot of cool, interesting things. We're just going to keep hitting you one thing after the other with these things from the 90s and just give you like little endorphin Just rushes. nostalgia porn. Well, it's nostalgia porn. And it's – there are Pat and, I, Pat and I were disagreeing about this a little. He likes it more than I do. And like he likes some of the like character beats – I mean, I love that Kitty and uh, Colossus are actually, like, talking and getting back together. I actually really like the fact that Rachel and uh, Kurt are having sort of a, a moment. And, An Excalibur because, of course, level of course, reunion. Like, they've, been, they've been BFFs and really tight forever. Like, I get that, and I'm fine with that. But um, I really feel like Mark uh, Guggenheim, who has done some really good stuff and has done good television and all that, he's a writer right now. I don't know that his comic book writing has been as good and consistent and and uh, fulfilling as other. It's writers. not tight. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I just it's not tight. I'm just and the art uh, after we got rid of the one guy the Siam, game, who had uh, the oh that yeah. was the one who had the yeah, controversy yeah. in the but first I mean, couple issues. The people they've brought on since yeah, it's been okay. What is good is astonishing expert. Astonishing is Charles Soule fucking amazing. And they're doing different artists for every issue, so um, that's interesting and kind of different. But overall, I think Soul gets the X-Men and their relationships, especially with the, the whole way the Shadow King and quote-unquote Xavier are like kind of vying for them, mm. a la like God and Satan playing chess for Job. I mean, it's very, it's very interesting because they're doing like almost like character studies. Well, are they trying to say that Xavier is now alive but only on the, ast- on the mental yep. astral yeah. plane? Did you know they were going to bring him back somehow. Sure. I don't know if this is it, but it could be. Yeah, it could be. My, It'll be the X-Men 3 twist where he'll just end up in a body that looks just like old Charles Xavier. Yeah. Um, just run from there. I Literally. Yeah. It, it is. It's exactly that. It's deep dives and character studies into all of these people that you think you know and and you don't. Because, you know, for every big Wolverine arc where you see his past or he makes a terrible decision and has to live with it. You, you don't get his tenacity. Right. You don't get that, like, I I know what this is. And even if I have to do it alone, even if I have, like, every inch of my body is cut, broken, burned away, I will make sure that, like, our people have a chance for survival. Right. So, like, you, you see that. I'm excited for the, the Mystique um, issue because they're, they're cutting it up where we're in that thing that I normally hate, which is... 
here's a one shot for all these characters and then we're going to bring them together but he's doing it in such a way where it feels organic okay um it's just it's a really smart way to start off an x-men run so moving away from marvel maybe to more um independent stuff or other publishers Mm -hmm. uh i did finally finish reborn which was oh my god heartbreaking and beautiful i really enjoyed that yeah what i missed it it was reborn was all right eric is being distracting uh, you know, this I is memes. It's good memes. stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, did you not? Did you not? I I like. It's I very, like it, but it's very telegraphed. Oh yeah, yeah of and it's if you know what it is, it's Stardust. It's his version of Stardust. Yeah, no, I I see what you're saying. Um, I I thought it was cool. Mark Miller, of course. Yeah, Mark Miller, yeah. Um, I thought it was gorgeous, of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the... Did I feel completely moved like I did at the end of MBH or the first um, volume of Jupiter's Legacy? Oh, no. It's different, though. I mean, I love Jupiter's Legacy. And, and in that series, even though the ending was kind of out of... The way it spaced out, it was kind of hard to have a through line. Mm-hmm. It was still really good. Yeah. I was really pleased with it overall. But, uh, um, but no, I, I'm... I don't know. I'm I'm happy with that. The uh, sex criminals arcs have been pretty good. They're they're winding down or starting to wind down into a maybe like the final few arcs um, of that series. Um, there's some other good indie stuff. I feel like I'm a little out of touch. I need to re-engage in that uh, world a bit. But uh, I don't know. If you're out of touch, I'm just non-existent. I thought you were going to say out of time. Well, and out of time too. Honestly, there are days where I Wednesdays I get my books, and I sit on I, I don't sit on them. I sit with them, sort of on my bed stand or whatever for for weeks. Yeah, that I was just don't get to it. That was how it started for me. Yeah. So I mean, it's uh it's tough. It's uh it's a challenge sometimes to get through my books. Uh, and that shouldn't be the case. It and shouldn't. I like that. You should be you should be buying and reading uh. Excitedly and with full with full vigor and passion. I did read volume one of Black Hammer. Oh, I love Black Hammer. I really think that is one of the best books out there right now. Mm-hmm. Of the it's, it's image. Oh no, it's not image. Is it Dark Horse? It's or, Dark Horse. Okay. Yeah that that book. If you like DC and, and mostly DC, but some Marvel, but you really just feel like, oh, wouldn't it be nice if they could tell like a complete story and kind of do their own thing, which is not new, but you know. That's what this is, and it's Jeff Lemire doing it. I forget like the a, artist's name, oh, but he's got like a very Mike Mignola kind of look okay. to his art style, and he's, it's, he's it's doing good. it's good. Fucked up Golden Era Justice League or JSA? Okay, a little okay. bit, yeah, yeah. Um, JSA if they fought New Gods and included maybe Thor. I mean, it's, yeah. it borrows from a lot of different cultures. It's, it's all of it's, it. It's pretty pretty good. Hmm. Um, uh, we're at a like a kind of hiatus point uh, with the last issue that came out and we're getting this spinoff series called Sherlock Frankenstein and the Legion of Evil which I am stoked for okay it's it's the villains that we've seen in Black Hammer that people some people would just throw away and uh, Jeff Lemire's like I can do something with this like you know, it occurs to me that the artist who did League of Extraordinary Gentlemen also had kind of a very Mike Mignola feel. No, he did. Um, Kevin O'Donnell or Kevin O'Donnell. Kevin O'Donnell is a different actor. 
O'Neill. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's something close to, like, that kind of stuff. It sounds like it's got a lot of homage to, like, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Um, there's a book that came out, Gasolina, which okay. is kind of... It was good. It was like, what if you were living life on the lamb, kind of, and you're, like, a migrant worker now, Ooh. and you're maybe fighting cartels, but trying not to, or you used to in the past... Also, there are these, like, scarab bug things that burrow into people's bodies and kill them. Oh. Interesting. It's yeah. it's it's a lot of, like, different things, but I'm digging it. Hmm. Cool. It's only the first issue is out, so. I think uh, I need to re-engage a little bit more on the, in, the, image, uh, the image stuff. The indie other, scene in general? Uh, other publishers. Uh, Valiant, I haven't touched or heard much of. Oh, no, forever. I've been, I've been hmm. deep in Valiant. Oh, yeah? Um, their new Bloodshot... Also written by Jeff Lemire's Bloodshot Salvation just came out. That's been great. I am obsessed with Matt Kent's uh, Exo Man of War. It is wow. gorgeous. It's it's old school sword and sorcery in fucking space, but a sci-fi epic. Never thought that that name would be relevant outside of the nineties. No, it's it is Matt Kent. No, Exo Man of War. Oh, okay. Um, that's been great. Harbinger has been super good. Mm. Um, and then we just finish um, Secret Weapons number, f- Secret Weapons, which is a four issue series from Valiant by Eric Has- uh, Heisenser. I'm Heisenberg? Sorry, no. Huh? Heisenberg? No. Oh. I-, I butchered your name. I apologize. It is like the offbeat version of Harbinger Renegade, where um, Toyo Harada had this place called the Willows where he put some psyops. And you realize that he thought they were just garbage. Like, they're, they manifested their powers. And he's like, I can't do anything with these. So we spent too much money to just throw them away. Mm. So we're just going to keep them here. One um, Syak can talk to birds. And that's pretty much it. One can turn his um, skin into marble. And the other one is a summoner, which is cool. He just can't control it. So sometimes... He'll like materialize, like summon a balloon or an umbrella or a grand piano. It's just like whatever happens. And uh, it's Livewire trying to save these young psyops from this guy who's just killing them and butchering them and putting them into this like amalgam cyborg thing. Huh. And it's, and it's gorgeous art. And if I, um, I think Raul Allen um, is the artist for it. And it's, it's, it's very, I don't want to say it's quirky because it's more subdued than that, but it's very sort of like normal slice of life beat. Interesting. It's a lot of books. A lot it's of a, books. Yeah. Well, it's killing it. Somebody please read Valiant. They're yep. doing everything right. No, they are doing really good stuff. And every time I do comic book bears, I hear about it. And I'm like, I should read that. I read that back in the day. And then I don't. Brian, you need to re-engage. I do. No, honestly. Sydney, your ivory tower. Listen, I have things that keep me busy, like Final Fantasy. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Final Fantasy. And excuses. It is. All right. Well, that is, I think, most of everything we want to talk about. If you are interested in letting us know what you think, you can go to flameonshow.com. All of our social media links are up there. We would love to hear from you. We honestly always talk about our listeners Mm-hmm. knowing that you're out there and hearing occasionally from them. By the way, those who reached out after the hurricane, we do appreciate it. Thank you very much. We are here and alive. And we're doing all right. We're doing just fine. 
Also, if you're in, you're in the New York area, um, the week of Comic-Con, New York Comic-Con, October 3rd, I believe, we will be at the Rock Bar uh, bar in, in Greenwich. Some uh, of us will. Let's Some see. of us have other things going on. We would love to have you come up there. Birthdays. Know, but you know, Listen, he's changed, certain he's people's changed birthdays. that vibe. Oh, my God. Last year, it was young, It was earlier. No, it was pretty much on the 3rd as well. Was it? Yes, it happens the same day every year since he's been born. So it's just that it shifts the weekend. Just, yeah. 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 So if you are in the Rock Bar vicinity, uh, Tuesday of Comic-Con, please come by and say hi. Pat and I will be there putting on a live show. Fans of the show, uh, maybe including Ron, uh, will be there and we'll be doing a game show style uh, podcast recording. But we'll be interviewing and talking to people. We have a couple special guests. Uh, I don't know if Pat's released this officially, but there are some very special guests that will, VIPs even, that will be there to uh, to talk and hang out and drink. 8 o'clock, it is completely and utterly free. No tickets needed. You just show up and come see us. Also, Thursday of the show, uh, New York Comic Con, we will be on the show floor running around, probably mostly in Artist Alley. So if you are there and you message Flame on Show on Facebook or you tweet at us or Tumblr at us or wherever you message us at, um, we will be glad to meet up and say hi. Um, we will, like I said, be there for just Thursday. And then we're off to D.C. for another event with Eric, the Glitter Bomb Spiel. It'll be lots of fun. It will what be. now? This is a curling event, the first ever LGBT curling event. Uh, or in the curling U.S. In the U.S. And uh, that'll be in D.C., uh, the D.C. area. So we'll be there that weekend. And I will be missing, unfortunately, my nephew's birthday, which is on... Saturday the seventh. Just the party. His birthday is on the third. Oh, good. Oh, oh my God! You're like the worst nef- uh, uncle ever. He wasn't there for the birth. That's fine. Oh, <gasps> damn it! Yep. Under the bus. Yep. Repeatedly back, back over. Right up on it. I I was gonna Facetime in, but I need to figure out how to Facetime. That is. You can can't FaceTime? Facetime. You don't have an Apple. Can I Android Google? You can hangout? Skype call or Hangout. hangout. I'm sorry. Hangout? You want to try to Google Hangout? What? Also known as the desolate alkali salt flats of. <laughs> Listen, of, of the of social the media yeah. Skype Listen, or, uh, the Henry, Henry Henry Hangouts. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure Snapchat has a more vocal presence than uh, Google Hangouts. My favorite is when when a Google Hangout is trying to happen. Like there's an, a digital like Pony Express guy that moves from one side oh. of the country to the other. Yeah, it's a little slow. Yeah. But uh, we would love to see you at the show. And if you're for some reason coming to Glitter Bombspiel, which we know at least one listener, uh, Chris from San Francisco, hey, will be at. Uh, please come hang out at the Curling Club in uh, Laurel, Maryland. The uh, was it Potomac Curling Club. So, that's all we got. We'll be back in a couple oh, weeks. Oh, wait a minute. No, we're what? supposed to do one-ups. Oh, oh God. Fucking one-ups? Yes. It's been so long. I don't even remember what that is. So, um, we do have this one more thing. Uh, some would call it the thing we can't let go. Some would say it's the thing that's giving us life. Or, what's what's uh, pop culture do? Things that are making us happy. Things that are yeah, making us happy. Giving we, us- we've all got different versions of this. But, this is our one-ups of the week. Uh, Oral seems to have one that he is passionate about. So I'm like, no, sorry. I just remembered. Um, <laughs> but I'm I'm actually really excited because I have been watching like old school Hollywood movies. And example, I'm, example. I'm, and I'm getting there. And finally finishing my book Confidential, uh, which is about the tabloid magazine in the 1950s. Uh, so I've been watching. I watch. I'm watching now Double Indemnity. Okay, which is amazing. I love it. 
Um, I watched Straight Jacket, mm-hmm. uh, Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte. Of course, I've watched Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, and that's kind of like what kicked like my the old whole school movement off. off. Again. Yeah. So I'm halfway through Double Indemnity. I'm loving it. And I finally get to watch the Dune documentary. Jodorowsky's Dune. Oh. Yeah, Brian and I saw I'm, that in the theater. I'm so excited. It's it's um, amazing when you go through it and you see, even though that didn't happen, how influential the the ideas from it were for every science fiction movie beyond um, it. Which is why I'm I'm so desperately excited and I'll be watching it excuse me, watching it tonight. So that's movies and documentaries. Yeah. Uh the thing that's been uh, giving me pleasure, Ple- oh. pleasure, uh, on the Nintendo Switch, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. It's XCOM, but it's with Mario and uh, characters that I could give a shit about from the Rayman series. The the Ra- the Rabbids. They're and like weird hybrids. They're like they're like the minions of yeah. of Rayman. Well, but yeah, the whole oddly French. Yeah, very Ubisoft. The whole premise of it is, yeah, some person in, like, the real world comes up with this device that just by looking at two things, it combines them into one. So in the opening thing, they look at a light, and then they look at a plant, and then the plant starts basically giving off light. And somehow the rabbits show up and steal the device and then look at this. This person also has, like, a bunch of Nintendo regalia everywhere in their their home workshop. So they start looking at this thing. They fall into the, the Mushroom Kingdom, and hilarity and sanity ensues. But ultimately, you're left with an XCOM game with these with these characters, and it's super fun, and it's super hard. And if you love turn-based strategy like that, then you're gonna have an amazing time. The only thing that's lacking on it is multiplayer. It's co-op, but it's kind of a throwaway. And if if Nintendo ever got more comfortable with having like a good uh, audio system in in place, or just you know some kind of reliable uh, multiplayer system, then it would be that much better. But, yeah, I like it. I recommend it. If you have a Switch, go buy it. What about you, Eric? I was racking my head, and I guess my most recent one-up would be I watched the anime Assassination Classroom, which it starts off really... It's just a two-season... Oh, I have class. Yeah. And it starts off really goofy. That's an unfortunate title. (laughs) That's what... It's Assassination Classroom. Ass class. class. Um, But the ending was super heartfelt, and I actually cried. And it was just really well done. It melted, made your heart grow two sizes larger. It did. Oh, shit. No, I forgot. Icing on the cake. Uh (sighs) Uh-huh. Yuri on ice. Oh, I haven't seen it. Funko Pops. Oh, you nice. need to watch Yuriana. Do you like ice skating? Yeah, you it's should fun. watch. You, you'd enjoy. Yeah, yes. Um, Funko so Pops. That's I'm cool. not getting Yurio though because he's trash and I hate him and I don't trust him. <laughs> oh. uh, so Mr. Robot is coming back for season three in the next few weeks, and I was very excited to find out and get invited to a party in New York uh, for Ecoin Ecor Ecor Ecoin. The, it's the currency, the the fake cryptocurrency that Bitcoin of the show, basically yes. But it's the uh, Ecor, evil core. Ecor is uh, the bad giant bank that is sort of manipulating things in the show, and they're having a launch party in New York for this currency, and it is a real party which the the fictional president, played by a real actor, 
will be at to launch this, and I am very excited that uh, Pat and I get to go to this. Is he going to give me a new shirt? I will, whatever they got. They make comfortable shirts. I'm glad you enjoy the, what's, what's the name it's of the barbecue? It's Red's Barbecue or something like Red, that. Red Wheelbarrow. Red Wheelbarrow Barbecue. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I've been actually enjoying the season uh, two soundtrack uh, recently, and uh, I need to finish reading the book that they put out, which has got some kind of cool stuff in it. So, uh, yeah, it comes back in mid-October, I believe, and if you're a fan of Mr. Robot, um, just get ready for the crazy, because I expect nothing more than just batshit awesome. It's kind of the th- theme with the show. It's it's such a good show. I'm, I'm thrilled. So, uh, I think that's it. That's it. If that's you all. do like what you've heard, you can join us and support us on patreon.com slash nerdy show which is the uh patreon site that we have through our host network and what's cool about that is even if you donate as little as like a buck or two a month you can actually say hey we want flame on to get a little cut of this and we had a lovely brunch today thanks to our kindly patrons so it was we nice. talked about very important things about the podcast we totally did it was a work we're, we're not just embezzling nope <laughs> totally not that i wasn't just popping bottles <laughs> it was a it's brunch, a brunch retreat. retreat. Especially if you showed up at the right bonefish. If you did show up at the right bonefish. If you showed up at all, you hate-filled bitch. Sitting there just getting drunk, not eating. What? Oh, me. Oh. I was like, you started out talking about me and then kind of went into the thing about yourself. No, 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 no. Eating, I'm drinking bellinis. I'm like, he's going to show up any minute now. We did drink for a while. Just trying not to eat all this bang-bang shrimp. It was still trying to eat all the bang bang. I'm sorry, they're both drinking. off the same road. It was an easy mistake. You used to work next to the one we went to. I know. I used to work next to the one I went to. Ugh. I've worked in a lot of places. So, anyway, if you like us, flameonshow.com, come to our New York show, donate on Patreon, and we'll see you in just a few weeks. So, L- thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening to Flame On, a podcast made possible by Powder Milk Biscuits, the ones in the blue box, a comic shop, and the generous support of tops and bottoms like you. If you want to be one of our sugar daddies, you can help out by telling a cute single friend about us, reviewing us on iTunes, or putting some dollars down our digital G-string in our monthly support drive. For more ridiculously entertaining and socially enlightening episodes of Flame On, as well as other fine programs, head on over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to Flame On and all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via iTunes. And be sure to find us on Twitter at Flame On Podcast or Facebook on our Flame On fan page. And make sure to check out flameonshow.com for more nerdy queer in your ear. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.